0: Welcome back to five songs or less everybody it's Danny and Nate Nate gave me some Australian band called Camp Cope from Australia
1: from Australia
0: yeah oh, what's up Nate I
1: opened the window because it's a thousand degrees but it
0: is a thousand degrees we don't
1: have a screen on that window so now there are a bunch of flies in here
2: <laughs> shit
1: <laughs> dang it <laughs> oh well. That's how I'm doing. How are you doing, Danny? It's good to see you, I feel. It's been a while.
0: It has been since our Miranda Lambert escapade.
1: Uh, The episode that brought you all these new followers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm still in the process of editing that episode. Uh, I had to move it off of my hard drive because I was out of space.
1: How does that work? Uh, You just had too much shit on it?
0: I just have too much shit on my hard drive, on my computer, so I moved it onto my... External thingy, Mm -hmm. because I had what what episodes have we released? I had Alcest, I had Pavement, and I had Miranda Lambert Mm -hmm. all recorded, and they were taking up too much space. So Miranda had to go because that was the biggest file. (laughs)
1: Miranda had to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think she'll come back? Do you think you'll you you? What you're telling me right now is that uh you're gonna put her put her on your hard drive, and then eventually she'll. She'll, you'll report back that uh, that episode uh episode got lost into the void I'm gonna delete uh
0: delete everything and then uh, just re-record and do impersonations <laughs> of you and Cody
1: I would like it if you did a solo app where you did impersonations of each of your co-hosts can you I went,
0: Oh, go ahead. I was just
1: like early in on the episode so that Dante can get to it real quick. Maybe you should do a Dante impression right now. That'd be tight.
0: Oh, I don't know if I could do a Dante impersonation. (laughs) Um, And I highly doubt he's going to listen to this episode. Oh, let me see. What's something I could. Fuck. (laughs) No, that, no, that didn't sound like him. That sounded like me saying fuck. Uh, I don't know. I can't do a Dante. Dante, your voice is too unique for me to
1: impersonate. (laughs) I will, I will say I'm always striving to obtain the quality of tenor radio tenor that he brings to the episodes that he was on. You know, he's, he's got a good podcast
0: (laughs) voice. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it takes. I don't hear it in, in my voice, but I'm still doing this because it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I had band practice. You had band practice. I think I saw band practice. I think I double. Oh yeah, posted about it. I double tapped an image of that. Yeah, tell me about that. You had to. You were wearing a mask while you were screaming. I'm sure. I was the the sole mask wearer,
0: which I was not surprised by, but that's fine. It was great though because we we're practicing now in a studio, like a legit studio, where we will eventually record our our next album, Mm -hmm. if it comes to that. And so it's nice. It's air conditioned. It's a much bigger room. I only have to bring my amp head. I don't have to bring my speakers or anything like that. And yeah, it was great. It was fun. I hadn't played my guitar. I hadn't turned on my brand new, well, brand new to me amp in uh, two years. I'd barely played guitar in the last two years.
1: Is that like a for some reason it just didn't happen because you were doing other things or you got a little lazy or you just weren't concentrating on it, or is that because like at home it's not conducive to playing guitar? Like why would you take a break for so long?
0: I just didn't feel like doing it. Uh, there was no point in me like practicing the songs that we have and I'm not doing any other music stuff and I don't play music just for myself Mm now like I used to like when I was you know in my late teens early 20s I would just sit and like try to write songs for myself to sing like that that's not my game anymore so I just got out of doing the playing guitar I would every once in a while I would still pick it up and fuck around I did for the 155 pod I did a Nine Inch Nails cover that was pretty fun but yeah no I don't. I, I was doing other things I was I was scanning and posting all my photos, mm-hmm. and then I started doing this podcast. I did some guitar stuff for this podcast,
1: like the intro and everything. Like and everything.
0: Yeah, the intro, uh, but the outro I already had. Word.
1: Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is that you um, stopped playing guitar and didn't put your nose in a book. No, but you did I have. Did not my nose. <laughs> you had a more creative approach. You decided to take on podcasting, which includes um, being a radio personality, yep. um, listening to a lot of music, some of which you don't like, even.
0: Occasionally. 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 Getting um, used to hearing my own voice. That was that took a little bit.
1: Yeah, because you're doing that, like that edit game is probably like hearing your voice even more than just a, yeah. a listen back, no?
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think I could do that. That's pretty, that's pretty talented. You get used to it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you start ignoring it yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just like other people do to me.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a badge of honor if you can send like five text messages to a person and receive no responses, or <laughs> if you uh, do like I do and like tweet tweet on the on Twitter and like go like seven tweets without any kind of interaction or even look.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, my, that's basically my podcast account.
1: That's basically your podcast. Account. <laughs> huh.
0: Oh, Cody just texted me. What's Um, Cody up to? You
1: you can ask him how to find your podcast Twitter handle. I didn't know you had one.
0: Uh, I believe it's just at five songs or less. F-I-V-E songs or less. There it is. I'm
1: going to toss you a follow along with 81 other people. Yeah, okay. I got you followed. What's Cody up to? Okay. Uh,
0: He's asking me if I can join a Zoom meeting cuz he's trying to figure out something for
1: work. Do the two of you work together?
0: Uh no, no. He he works for a different state agency.
1: Oh, okay. Word. But you're the expert. You're the person who trained him on being good at his job. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh he says no worries, I can figure something else out. Sorry, Cody. We've got more pressing things to talk about like have you
1: Nate started watching Drag Race All Stars? No. You know, Um, I have no excuse except for that. I just haven't, I've been watching, uh, Shannon and I have been watching under the banner of heaven. Oh, okay. How was that? I don't know if I have a good answer yet. I read that book a Um, while back and I feel like the book was more all encompassing and the history spots in the show, they're telling the history of the Mormon church and it just feels a little bit too, like, I'm like, I don't want to get so interested in it because you know what I think? I don't, well, never mind. I don't need to. I don't need to disparage any faith on your podcast. I'm sorry, about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Uh, it's all dumb. That's. <laughs> I'm just not. I'll disparage the faith for
2: you.
1: I'm not fully interested in the historical uh, uh, connections to the fundamentalist beliefs today. Sure. I mean, you can state that. Yeah, okay, they are in on something that folks believed for a century or more, but. That's not the. That's not what we're talking about right here. This is a true crime, a contemporary true crime. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's treat it as such and move forward.
0: Yes, yes, I, we do see ads for it pretty often, uh, and the ads are not very good. Like it, it, it's somewhat intriguing, but I also like don't. Aside from it being, some people are dead and it's a mystery. I don't really know what it's about, uh, but they make it. Kind of intriguing. So I don't know. Maybe we'll watch it.
1: I mean, I, I'm actually like, I would ask Amanda if she has read the book. The book is great. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's also different. This is very specific and it might spiral out into a larger story about
2: mm-hmm.
1: fundamentalist Mormonism or FLDS, I think it's called, and
2: uh-huh.
1: it, it, which is a pretty fascinating fucking thing i don't even know what to call it because it <laughs> i mean the, the the thing that distinguishes it is a is a belief in 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 polygamy or what they call pl- uh-huh. like plural marriage or having yeah, sister yeah, lives yeah. or something right so it's like pretty like i don't know it is a it is a there's something fascinating about it, it sure. you know like most true crime i don't you it's hard to interrogate why you're interested in it you're just like oh, uh-huh. i'm watching this shit yeah but yeah, we'll, we'll see if the fiction, if this story the being told like spirals out to what I remember to be a pretty sprawling like investigation into contemporary FDLs movements Whoa. in Arizona, Colorado, mm-hmm. like fucking Mexico and other places. Like it was pretty sprawling book, but this story is really specific in the moment they're telling in yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I, mean, I can't tell. I wouldn't tell you to watch it. I think All Stars Drag Race All Stars is probably better.
0: Um. I mean, yeah, totally different vibe. I um, I highly recommend watching Drag Race All Stars. They on Paramount Plus. They've released two episodes. I don't know if both episodes are out everywhere. I can safely say they are the two best episodes I have ever seen of Drag Race.
1: What? 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 That's like, that's quite a statement.
0: It's. It's really fucking it's really fucking good.
1: What happens in All-Stars is it uh, is RuPaul hosting like in the normal RuPaul's season? RuPaul is
0: still hosting. Um normally it's just uh people who played on other seasons right. or participated in other seasons,
1: succeeded in other seasons but maybe didn't win.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. Even even if they were first to get kicked off,
1: like How are they an All-Star then? I I don't know. That's just the way it works. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's the way all these like like uh, same thing with um, uh, Project Runway. I think they have an All Stars. I think it does the same same deal. Um, it basically if you've if you've made it before, you can come back for All Stars. Although some people have uh, on Drag Race anyway. Some people have been like kicked off super early, but then got to come back the next season. I've been like laying in bed a lot because I hurt my neck on Monday morning. Ooh. Doing something really crazy, like stretching and turning my head the wrong way. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'm so, so out of shape, Nate. It's fucking stupid.
1: I don't know why it's stupid. I mean, come on. It's it's stupid for me to be
0: so out of shape. Like, do something about it. <laughs> but anyway, I started watching, I set up the the MacBook by our bed because we don't have a TV in our room. Uh, and I started watching season three of Drag Race and one of the queens, Shangela was the f- first queen to get booted off on episode one of season two. Mm-hmm. And she
1: came back for season three under, I just, it feels to me now I know that, um, in the, the one season I've seen the character that both a character, the queen that you and I both <laughs> disliked, who was a character, uh, Diabety, mm-hmm. Diabetty. um, made it to the final. Mm hmm. But um, was eliminated in the first episode, but returned because of RuPaul's Ugh. good grace, I guess. I have no idea. Ugh. So, like, is that kind of what they assume? Like, that like okay, bad start, but refresh lets you get to a point where you become stronger and thus more viable for the championship? Or what's the, yeah, what's the logic so. of bringing somebody who was eliminated right away back?
0: I don't know. Uh, they do have to, according to Shangela, she, she like, re-auditioned and everything like that. So went through the process again. Um, so if, uh, maybe if they show improvement or something like that, uh, but a lot of times on those shows, and I think why some people don't like these kind of shows is, it's just like, if you have a, a bad day or it's not your challenge, like you could be the best drag queen in the world, but you
1: get a bad challenge and you get a bad day and you get kicked off. So, yeah, I mean, you see that in. I, or I would, yeah, I'd say I've seen that, and that makes sense. It's not why you wouldn't like the show. That's one of those things you're like, fuck, and then you yeah. argue about it. And That's yeah. about it.
0: But this season, so uh, before it's just like you know whoever you've participated before, you you can come back for All Stars. Uh, this season is all winners, so everyone has won a season. How many contestants are there?
1: There's ten. Ten, so it, like most of the winners, an overwhelming majority of the winners of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, quite a few.
0: Uh, there was some like headlines about Bianca Del Rio said she was too busy. Bob the drag queen said uh, she never got a call or whatever, and things like that. But um, but yeah, so far it's a really good episode, a really good season. Two episodes have been released. It's a really good bunch of. Of queens, like, there's not, like, that drama and animosity that you get at the beginning of most seasons of this show, Mm -hmm. where you have, like, the bitchy queens that usually don't make it, unless you're diabetic Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Everyone is really nice and funny and really good at what they do. Like, really, really good at what they do. So...
1: I mean, they have won RuPaul's Drag Race in the past and then as a result yep. of that have also received an incredible amount of work throughout the country and yes, have just yes. continued to hone their craft and get better yeah. and better and better. I got you, yeah. So definitely worth checking out if you want to keep watching with your group of friends or whatever. I don't know why that, t- that crew doesn't do the... I, th- I suspect, by the way, that individual members of that group watch this stuff on their own time and then just uh, chat about it talk about it but as a as like a come together per, for week thing that was mm-hmm. not something that was interesting to them and like i'll tell you from i think i think, feel like i've hit on this like i feel like it's a constant theme for me is that like getting into tv shows isn't super easy like it takes some time and sure even like the show i was just talking about like i think we're behind on it and occasionally we'll just sit down and watch yeah. an episode but i'm not very good at currently in my current state in two weeks it might be different and I'll be binging the hell out of something. (laughs) But I've been on a pretty long sort of streak of not, not TVing for some reason. And I'm not happy about it. Unlike the people who like say they don't watch TV. Like I feel like I'm falling out of a lot of uh, drag race aside, just like TV is culture in in many ways. And like you fall out of, out of uh, cultural touch points and things you can talk to people about and sucks, you know, no one, no one talks to me about the music that I listen to. Not a single person in my entire no. life will spend time no, talking no to me about the music does. that I like. I know <laughs> fucking sucks. So I gotta, uh, I gotta start watching TV. <laughs> yeah,
0: you got Stranger Things coming up this week on Friday. If you're into that <laughs> Didn't show, do that
1: show, no. no? I'll see, like, The Wilds released a second season, and I had seen the first ep- first season of The Wilds. Did you watch uh, that?
0: We watched like a couple episodes, and I could not get into oh, it
1: weird i feel yeah. the same way about season two like i stopped watching it oh uh-huh. okay um a show that i've kept up on or i'm caught up on and i'm excited about a new release season is um uh outer banks do you know that i don't what is that on i f- i feel like it's on a streaming service i think i don't sure. think it's amazon i think it's hulu uh-huh. Um, it's uh, just like the wilds. It's kind of like transition age adult oriented, like for like 16 to 23 year olds and the characters uh-huh. are such too, like young, younger people. I don't know like why I also, I don't know. I just like fucking, you know, I've, I've worked at the library. Like I, I read a bunch sure. of teen books on, on occasion. There's something about like that media that, that I guess I maybe I'm just comfortable with cause I spend so much time with it, but i like those two programs. Um, all the wilds I just admitted. Like I have gotten through two episodes and I'm just not into it. <laughs> yeah. I tried Severance and I liked it actually quite a bit. The first oh, two episodes.
0: Putting that one off. Yeah. Amanda I I mean, suggested watching it, but we
1: keep putting it off. I did too. And, you know, and if I were in a binging mood, I would have already, I would be caught up yeah. however far it is. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of um, my favorite ongoing current contemporary show, which I have delayed watching the season of. Is the marvelous Miss Maisel? Oh, we have not watched that that new season either. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why. I think yeah. Again, just back to the fact that I'm not I'm not kicking right now, so I haven't haven't tried it yet. But I have it waiting for me, which is nice. But
0: we just have to hit the right mood. Amanda's been like stressed with work and stuff, and so we we tend to go for the more like either just watch random videos on YouTube, yeah, or uh, like. Easy, to, like we just caught up on SNL or most SNL how you, episodes. How do you do that? Like, Where's that available at? It's on Hulu, uh, and so we were catching up on that. We watched most of the more recent episodes. Found out I really like Japanese breakfast. That, that The musician. group, yeah, okay, the group or, the group or whatever, I, yeah, whatever.
1: Singer songwriter maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you find uh, that out? Because of television. Because of television, I.
0: Dummy me kind of just assumed that it was Japanese breakfast was all along the same lines as like Phoebe Bridger's and those kind of like sad acoustic guitar girl kind of stuff, which uh, there's some of that stuff I like, but I've for some reason I assumed it was the same thing. And that's stupid of me, but it's not at all like that. It was like dancey and fun and kind of weird so I'm kind of stoked on it. I'm going to check that out.
1: Who are you going to give it to?
0: Oh, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet to decide if it's something. I've I've also had no luck with that. Like finding a new artist and then immediately giving them to somebody. It, oh, damn. It's only happened with Dante so far, but...
1: I have the two up the two last lists that I've given you are relatively new for me. They're only two years old. My knowledge of them. Okay. So that's that's there. So Japanese breakfast. I did a little Google because I was like um, curious. I feel like there was an album of theirs, hers, this of Japanese breakfast that I listened to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt like the cover was like dark with orange. Let me look. Yeah, this shit up. yeah. Is that a that's, thing?
0: That's one of them.
1: And I remember digging it, but it didn't like stick in the same way that, that Phoebe Bridgers, for example, I really dig. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I can't say why. I don't, maybe I should See, try again. I'm the opposite. I've tried
0: multiple times with Phoebe Bridgers, and I, I can't get into it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's something like, uh, I think Julian Baker I like a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I think one of Julian Baker's albums, the Sprained Ankle album, whatever that one is, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. But. Yeah, Soft Sounds from Another Planet is the one I've listened to, but can't say that I have listened to more than twice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll try it again. I'm going to put it in my, uh, I'm going to add it. The thing okay. that's interesting, though, is I did not realize that she was Michelle Zauner, whose name, I should pronounce a, like German. Um, an author. Right? A best-selling author of a book called Crying in H Mart that's in my yeah. t- To Be Read stack um, that Shannon has and is apparently quite good. Oh, that's oh, dope. S- Snail Mail, that's another one that I like. Oh, I love Snail Mail myself, yeah. too. Yeah, um, Especially because of the name of the band, Snail Mail. And I, anything sure. that a person does when they're in high school has my nod of awesomeness. Like, if, you, <laughs> if you're recording and releasing albums when you're, like, 17, like, oh, I'll be you high-fives. Not anymore, I think, I think. Well, sure. But, I like, she's that like first would, album. Something like that. Pretty Dang. young.
0: Yeah. I remember hearing that uh, driving to band practice uh, on... Um, Ninety point three, uh, the Davis College radio station. Word, KDVS—that's what it is. And um, I don't think I had time to shazam it, so I like went and you can look at and see what they played. And I figured it I figured out what it was. That was fun. I missed—I missed driving uh, Amanda's car to band practice and just listening to KDVS. Maybe I'll do that next
1: time I have band practice. You should probably do that just to have band practice, also because band practice is healthy for you. It, so Lush is the first album that she did. This is a person named Lindsay Jordan. She is today. Uh, today is uh, J- April, May 25th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lindsay, Lindsay Jordan is 22 years old today. Wow. Yeah, 22. super young. And she released that album, Lush, released it in 2018. Wow. Um, but it did an EP that got her the attention of Matador Records uh, in mm-hmm. 2016, which was um, when she was 16 years old. So it's um, good stuff. It's yeah, good it's stuff. wild. I feel like I feel like that's a thing that like it, it seems like it's like shocking. Like you're like wow, these people are so young. But then you and I grew up listening to fucking shitty punk rock yeah. and yeah. all those kids. Were like 17, 18, 19, 20 Yeah. When they first started, I mean, we were just listening to, talking to pieball talking about Piebald and some of that early Piebald shit. Like those guys were were also, I think, probably just out of high school, if not still mm-hmm. in high school. Or there's a band on Discord Records that I really like called Gray Matter, and those oh, were yeah. like sixteen-year-olds, seventeen-year-olds. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, a lot of that yeah. shit is pretty young.
0: Even like Minor Threat and stuff. Yeah. Like also, they were super super young. Which I don't know, especially with punk rock, but just music in general. I feel like a lot of times people make
1: their best stuff when they're in that teen, early twenties age. You mentioned that on that previous episode uh, you did with, uh, about pavement and how uh-huh. you're, you're famous for stating things like I liked their early stuff. Um, Oftentimes. Yeah. Which is fine. I feel the same way, but I, I wondered about that. And like, maybe you're right. Maybe there's like a creative burst of energy around the last mm. developmental phase of the brain heading into adulthood or something like that. But like, I also want to think that the first album is the one that, like, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like this with sometimes with some debut authors, like they they do they they get they get a little creative, they get a little wild, like their burst of energy comes out, and then yeah. they do this thing and it gets noticed and published or whatever, and then they're like, oh shit, now I'm an author, I got to write a second book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wonder about that with with musicians sometimes where it's a little bit more freewheeling or they or they they take more risks or they do weirder shit or. Mm-hmm. Um it's something they've been working on for a longer time or they got noticed because it was exceptional and then they had yeah. to write again and it became a little bit more challenging, I think.
0: Yeah. I I think for music, it's I think it's kind of the the early stuff is the stuff you've been working on for a long time. Right. Maybe you have demos of these songs that you had been passing around the labels and stuff, and now you've gotten signed to a small indie and you're re-recording a lot of those songs. And I just think you've spent more time and had more time to like produce and figure out exactly what to do with with these songs. And then your second album comes around and you don't have that same amount of time if you rush it out. Like if you totally you're, you're doing it like next right? year, next year, next two years or whatever. And I think that's why bands like that take a long time between albums tend to have uh, easier time with the, the sophomore slump kind of thing. I think if you spend more time on your records you'll uh you'll do better you'll
1: go farther maybe it feels right like drafting is important for mm-hmm. sure i do wonder though like i think i agree with you that this the the, the 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 time is really valuable i don't know i guess there's a lot of different things that can happen in your second second round like sure. if, especially trying to match success right that's a huge mm-hmm. issue for some people yeah if you if you really um blow up like what do you mm-hmm. do followed up that let that lauren hill problem or whatever sure but um
0: um i don't know S- speaking of bands that are past their prime i don't really know if we were speaking of that but um
1: snail mail is most certainly past her prime past, she's 22 years past old her
0: prime yeah 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 i heard a rumor that nate's been listening to the new cave in album a lot
1: oh shit um damn it you do follow my tweets <laughs> Uh no you just told me about it today or yesterday. No, no, yesterday. I listened to like four songs. I bought so I bought the album. It's they're a band that like I yeah. I like them. They're not my favorite band from that era but I like them mm-hmm. a whole lot and both the the Until Your Heart Stops like metalcore yeah and very much the Jupiter like proggy weird fucking rock and roll yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And this album now that band lost a member 3 or 4 years ago, maybe longer ago, 6 years mm-hmm. ago. Time okay. flies. Um, who was their? who was one of their main vote, like, um, screamers, like their metal growler.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and so that, uh, that sort of back and forth the exchange you may have had in previous inc- occasions. is like less, less the same as it might, okay. might've been in the past. And, uh, Stephen Brodsky really is like mixing nicely, um, a heavier sound with, um, his style of vocal yeah. uh, arrangements, which I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, there's not a single person that I grew up with who would second me on this, who loved K- Like I had a lot of friends who like cave in. That was yeah. a part, that was a big band in my, in my youth. I doubt any of them give a in shit at all about this album. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one who like has followed this dude.
0: Yeah. 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 Um,
1: through he's, he's a little bit like a Walter Schreffels for me, not as he, Schreffels is more in, interesting and influential in the end, but like, I like this guy Brodsky's voice. Yeah. And, his, and when he does, when he does some singing stuff, I, I, I will give him the money. Um, so yeah, I have, I have the record. It's a double LP and I hate fucking double LPs, but you yeah, know, they're lo- they are much flipping. Long. I just like, yeah, I don't want to get up so much. Shannon, yeah. and I just recently put a chair next to the record player, kind of like, nice. um, John Cusack and in, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, so I like that. It's easier to flip the record, but I still have to get up. So yeah,
0: I liked what I listened to more than I expected to. Uh, we've kind of talked about them a little bit before where I like, until your heart stops and i like jupiter and everything i've tried after that i haven't really been into and then like was it uh uh that guy Caleb that that passed away was yeah. he a member the bassist yeah he was the bassist okay yeah when that happened and like uh they did that tribute show and it was live streamed uh i got on the live stream to watch isis cuz i really like that band right uh, and I watched a little bit of Cave In set, but it was, it was brosky like playing an acoustic guitar and singing and I was not into it at all.
1: It's just I, not, it's, it's not what I signed up for. Dude, I could totally get behind that. If only because I've told you, I think I've even said this on this podcast. I'm so sorry, listeners. My memory is shot in my <laughs> old age, but like uh, all of you who always tune in for the episodes that I'm on, yes, all, yes. all 5,000 of you. But like I... I get it, because like that's a dude. For example, I, when I saw them play last, I think I've seen Cave-In twice. Uh. And the last time I saw them was on a Jupiter tour. I did not. I did not, for example, follow them on that major label twist for, when Antenna came out. I was like, nah, I'm too cool for this. Literally, sure, sure. probably said that exact sentence at the time. But like, you had the thought in your head. I had the CD in my hand and purchased it. I just was like, <laughs> don't want, don't want to listen to it. And I still have that damn CD uh, <laughs> from that era. Um, I even had the seven inch that they put out in advance of it. But like. Um, oh. On it, on, I think I have two copies of it on different colors. If I'm not mistaken, nice. somewhere in a pile of seven inches One that I'll never guys. touch again in my life. <laughs> At the time, yeah, I liked him. I was a big fan, and you know, I've, I whatever we can talk about that another time. But Brodsky's up there, just like riffing on like how much he loves some fucking weird Led Zeppelin guitar oh, solo yes, or something, yes. like, right? And like, I do not vibe on that shit. Mm-mm. He whatever he does, his music, his music translates differently, in my opinion. Like, it doesn't sound. It has. I can see why he's into. I can see that influence, maybe, but like, or hear that influence, but he he doesn't it doesn't sound that way. So I like his music. It's just his yeah. taste. His taste might be kind of shitty in certain areas. Sure. Sorry, st- sorry, Stephen or Stefan. I don't even know how you uh, say your name. Hmm. Um, I think it's Stephen. I'm sure it's Stephen. I don't like. I need to do more. We live in an era of incredible access no, to videos and interviews. No. I need to I need to stop reading and start watching. Um. I think that 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 said, I can imagine him doing some dumb shit like just. <laughs> when he had the chance, because yeah. he likes dumb shit. Not sure. no offense, Led Zeppelin. I, I I find you dumb, but it's it's just not dumb. my it's not my cup of tea. But.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm curious about like middle. Uh, I almost said Led Zeppelin. Middle
1: cave in, giving that another shot sometime. Um, I. I think it's good. And I will, the argument I'll make a little bit, and even listening to Antenna years later when I started to, to be like, all right, I fucked up and I should have kept with this band. Sure. Like, I feel like we were just talking about sophomore slump or difficulty mm-hmm. of turning in records um, mm-hmm. under a deadline. And I feel like to some degree, that Antenna thing is a story of just major label failure, just like not sure. working um, sure. to some degree. And it's been, it's a little bit produced. But it sounds like to, to me to my ears today, a person who listens to fucking pop music mm-hmm. more than I ever did in my entire life, even like I'm not I'm not I'm, I don't I don't mind Antenna at all. It's 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 good. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not the album I pick up um, right away, but it's 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 good. So yeah. and I think all of their um, post Antenna, um, Perfect Pitch, Pitch Black, and the other stuff where they were messing around, going heavy on occasion, etc., was yeah. was good. But this Heavy Pendulum album is dope in that they, they're really leaning back into that sort of space metal rock yes. thing. And that could be dorky. It could be, you know, it could be oh, as dorky as it. Led Zeppelin. I love it. But, but I personally also love it. And, yeah. you know, it harkens back a little bit to, to to some Jupiter vibes with some real heavy shit, too. Yeah. So I'm really into it.
0: It's heavy. It's got really cool lead tones. Uh, the, When the vocals get heavy, it's cool. There's someone else... Doing some screaming, I think. I don't think it's Brodsky all the time.
1: No, I don't know either. They brought Nate Newton on for this shit. Do you know him? Nate Newton. He's he's a he's playing bass for them now, and he uh-huh. is, if I'm not mistaken, he does. He's the he's the bassist in Converge, and he also does backing vocals in Converge. Oh, but he's also famous for like that band, um, Old Man Gloom. Yes. Um, and okay. just, a, just like a metal guy from the Boston area, I yeah. would imagine. And he's the okay. one who's taken up for them now uh-huh. in place of this dude, Caleb. Yeah. And I would bet he's doing the backing screams because he did that. He does that for Converge. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense.
0: It's kind of a different sound uh, for their screams, which is cool. I like that it's a little different, but it's not like off-putting or anything. Yeah. So, uh, I like I said, I want to listen to like four songs.
1: Uh, and then I got distracted. They're not hella short either. so Yeah, I saw it was an hour long. Yeah. That's that's about as long as you, the last five songs or less playlist you gave me. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, Editing Danny. Uh, we took a break right here to go get water and stuff. And I didn't have a good way to transition into the next part. Uh, so here's my
1: transition into us talking about I don't know. Like, I wonder about like, you're, you're probably around my age, right? Like, what are you like? 33, 32. (laughs) Sick. Dang. I'm 27. So I don't know. (laughs) You are not 27. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah, I am. Um, I think it's a slow game, right? Like you got to just keep doing it and it's going to suck for a while. And then, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not flexible. I have a, a real issue, like doing like doing certain bends and I ended up getting a bends stretches. (laughs) Like with my, my hips are really tight and I, over the last year or, or a little bit more than a year now, I've been dealing with what's called a frozen shoulder, Whoa! which is not a stretching problem, but it's when the shoulder thinks it has an injury. It's a phantom injury and the shoulder protects itself. Whoa. It's very strange. And it just kind of like, I have to do stretches mm-hmm. prescribed by a doctor to kind of help it move itself back to normal. And it's getting yeah. pretty good. It was pretty bad for a while there. Okay. Um, And even those, dude, like uh, over a long period of time, like my arm that does not have the shoulder problem, it's like feels, I can do all kinds of good shit with it. I feel, I feel looser, but it's taken a year, dude, for like just like that one healthy hand arm to like start to feel, feel looser. I just think it's, it takes time. That's what I would say.
0: Do you think uh, the drummer of Elsass, Winterhalter, has frozen
1: shoulder? I have, I have a pro, I have a great fear, like, now, if there is a doctor who listens to this podcast, please call us because like I the I went to the physical therapist and he said that like frozen shoulder can be detected if it's if r- has to be detected right away or else uh-huh. it's really there's really nothing you can do about it. Oh, shit. Um you just have to like let it heal itself and work it out a little bit, do some mm-hmm. exercises.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and the people that get it detected are usually like professional athletes who are like having their bodies looked at and worked on all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good for them because if they get frozen shoulder, they're mm-hmm. screwed. And that's a really silly thing to be out for, from your sport for.
0: Yeah.
1: But that would like, I think about that with drummers, musicians. Sure. Um, you know, people like, like, I mean, we both have, I think you're probably a represented like union guy. Like you have good health care and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like we, we can be a little bit like safer and in know- in knowledge that like, if our, our body gets messed up, we can probably figure out a way to get an accommodation or work around it. Yeah. But like, I feel for some of those folks and Winterhalter I don't know. I think about him more than I should just hoping that he's okay. I mean, you know? he lives with in the, fucking Paris or whatever. I'm sure they have
0: universal care, and
1: they also like pay artists right
0: there. Like doesn't I have probably, like a federal fund. Yeah. for. Actually, I know for a fact they have universal health care because when we went there, one of the people that we went with got sick and was able to go to the hospital and
1: your band toured there. No,
0: no, I wish. Um, actually, I don't even know if I wish that. I don't, I don't think I'm, I am. At the age anymore where touring overseas sounds appealing. I don't even know if touring sounds appealing to me.
1: Oh, dude, if I was going to tour, it would be overseas, period. Or yeah. it would be to Los Angeles or like it'd be basically up and down the West Coast where the we- when the weather is nice. Like, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere we,
0: else. We attempted to tour up north and it ended up just being us uh, driving to Portland and playing a show in Portland and then driving home.
1: Fucking road trip, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, we drove to like Eugene, stayed the night in Eugene, drove to Portland, played, stayed the night in Portland, and then drove home. We were supposed to play in Seattle, but the show got canceled because they never got anyone to open it for us. Why do you need
1: an opener? I don't know. Oh, Uh, that was confusing to
0: you too. To make it worth opening, I guess, because no one's going to come to see a no-name a uh, doom band from Sacramento without an opener.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess you could have changed your name to Nate Newton and the blood hags. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was a People, band from Seattle called Bloodhag. That's the library band. Right? Yes, it
1: is. The library. Yeah. Band. See, when I heard your, when I heard your band name, I got very confused because <laughs> <laughs> I know like the band that would play and throw books at their crowd. Yeah. 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 I fucking love that vibe. That is so <laughs> sick. More libraries need to have shows. Did you? I tried that. You did not come, I think. Um, oh, I first yeah. You did. croissants, right? Yeah, at the Coolidge Library. And we did two other shows. That show at the Coolidge Library was actually well attended. I think there were close to 45 people. Nice. And we had a high school kid open and a high school uh, band open. Nice. Which was the point, right? The point yeah. was to like create a free all-ages space. Mm-hmm but we did two other shows and no, uh, literally nobody except for the band Whoa, members bummer. came to them. So we couldn't get funding for it again. Yeah. But, that sucks. I, don't know. I think it was also like, you can't, I can't be like a third at the time. I was probably like 34 mm-hmm. you can't be a 34 year old dude. Like being like, Hey teens, I'm going to create a scene for you. Like yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. fucking work. You know, they have to come <sighs> to us and say, we I, need the space.
0: I think of that shit so much, man. Cause there's in, in over <laughs> here, they're building a new, um, youth center. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw it and I was like, Shows, shows, how can I make this happen?
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I'm fucking, I'm 40 years old. Like, what am I going to do? There's a promoter job that an adult could have, quote unquote, doesn't have to have though. I think you give that to a teen if you can do it. But like, I feel like at a youth center like that or the library space, like the advantage that we had is that we were able to pay teenagers money yeah. like not like a lot i think that each act got 75 dollars oh wow but still like good. i feel like if you're just a high school band who's played two shows and we know you because you're a member of the teen advisory board and you get your band get paid 75 bucks to play in front of an audience yeah brought out primarily by the croissants that was the idea we'd bring a more a little bit more known band from yeah. sac yeah pay pay them the same amount by the way mm-hmm. and then um let the teens play i think the idea wasn't terrible for an adult trying to make a scene for teens, but it, in the end, realistically, long term, it doesn't mm-hmm. work unless the teens are themselves bought in and yeah. ha- know that they have that space and I don't fucking know, want to do it. Mm-hmm. I also like to, to assume that that punk and rock and gu- guitar, guitar, teen guitar rock and the shit that we were trying to get going in that moment mm-hmm. is even a thing. Is was it presumptuous? Like I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's cool though. Seventy-five bucks is pretty good. I thought so. Like I um, feel pretty happy when we make 75 bucks at a show. So unless we're like out of town or something, but like around Sacramento, like, yeah, that's fucking sick. Especially for a high, like, if I was in high school
1: and we oh, made yeah, 75
0: totally. bucks, I would have lost my shit.
1: The, the kids in the band and the, the kid, the band and the kid, there was a solo musician who played uh, uh, acoustic. He uh, was real. He was really fucking good. dude. Yes. I was like, what the hell? They were all stoked. She's yeah. like, you know like we could have called them up again a couple of weeks later to try and do another one i guess it would just i don't know like it's an investment on the library's part a program that costs, what was that like it's like 220 it's like around $300 program for mm-hmm. teens that, that or for teens and the community that brought yeah. out some 30 or 40 people is is doable that makes that's not a terrible investment yeah for for a, a once in a while program so from our perspective it wasn't such a bad deal but when when nobody comes it's not it's, yeah. it's not yeah. we can't do that that just doesn't work
0: hmm. anyway Hey, you want to talk about some Australian people?
1: Let me see. Uh, You're talking about Camp Cope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically Camp Cope. Not Crocodile Dundee or something like that. No, not Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah. I would really like to talk about them. Let's get into it. I feel Um, feel like I wanted wanted to... Never mind. I wanted you to introduce... Tell me what you do.
0: Okay. This is a band that I've mildly been aware of. For a few years, I think I may have tried to listen to "How to Socialize and Make Friends."
1: The album, right? The album. I put actually the last song we're going to talk about today is the is their like most well known uh-huh. song, and it's the op- it's the opening track to that album. So yeah. I felt when I put it on the list, I put it last because I thought it might be something you were familiar yeah. with, and I didn't want to t- I didn't want to taint it because um, of that.
0: Or it might have been their self titled. I can't remember if I even listened to it or if I listened to like a song or something like that, but I had never really heard them. Then, uh, all the stuff happened with the fucking dude from Smith street band. Uh, that whole like controversy stuff came out. So I stopped listening to Smith street band and, but didn't start listening to camp cope, which maybe I should have done.
1: I don't know, but yeah, and now I do listen to Camp Cope. Now you do listen to Camp Cope. I feel like wait. Can can I ask you a question? Like yeah. every band, no matter how much you like or dislike them, you can say that. Now I do, now I do listen to Miranda Lambert, even though I will only listen to these five songs <laughs> I do not listen to all five of those songs. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm a I'm a five song fan of this band. <laughs> there are
0: some uh, a couple of bands where I've have only gone back to the playlist. But
1: you've gone back to it. But it I've was gone good back enough. to a playlist, but I've never like branched out. Can you, oh, fuck, we're going to have a digression day. I love Can it. Can you tell me why though? Like wh- why? What, what explains that? Why would you not look for something further? Um, laziness? S- sincerely, just
0: like. Sincerely, I just I could, like. I, I just t- want to listen to something that, that's this vibe. I'm just going to put this on real quick.
1: But not sitting back and saying like, all right, I'm going to actually try it. Yeah, I don't have the,
0: I don't have the, because there's, okay, here's the situation. Picture this. You're sitting in your car. You've got your AC on. You're trying to figure out what the fuck you want to listen to. And Mm -hmm. nothing is sounding appealing. You're just scrolling through like all the suggestions on Apple Music. Oh, fuck. I don't want to listen to any of this. You think, oh, what's a band I've done this with? You think, oh, I I just want to listen to something that is calm and I can just have on it like a, a lower volume, but still like kind of follow along and sing along a little bit. I'm going to put on that Gleamer playlist that Dante gave me.
1: Gleamer. Okay.
0: I didn't listen to that. It's, they're a really good band and I have since gone and listened to albums, but there's been a couple times where I'm just like, I'm just going to put on the playlist because it's easier. I know I like all five of those songs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how that's happened. Um, I think I've done that with Yezu also. I just put on the Yezu playlist.
1: I have interestingly a, di- a reverse story. Mm-hmm. I only now listen to the five songs post clarity Jimmy Eat world playlist and not any Jimmy Eat world. <laughs> <laughs> just the five post clarity songs. Yeah. I've yeah. quit. I've quit clarity. <laughs> It's it's was, Post Bleed American by the way, sir. Well, yeah, I know that, but I don't count Bleed American as as an album that I, Are we an album have that to have I was have a conversation with. about Bleed American. I think it's fine. I feel like it's fine, fine. but I'm fine. I'm it's a, fine. Yeah, yeah, but you know
0: it's good. The Mona Lisa. <laughs> well, no, the Mona Lisa is not. The Sistine Chapel is <laughs> well, fine. Is this like a top 5 all-time album for you? Bleed American? Oh, I fucking love Bleed American. Um, top 10 maybe. Top 10. Top 10,
1: okay. It's
0: it's up there.
1: I'm not mad about. I'm not like trying to to diss on it. I just when it came to Jimmy World prior to hearing that playlist of songs after Bleed American, mm-hmm. I was I was an M. I still am. I just haven't listened to it in, in a while. A full on clarity stand for me. That is an okay, album that okay. that album also just means a bunch to me. It was it was my first like foyer 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 foray. <laughs> my foray venture into venture. <laughs> It was around, a, I mean, it was a similar time. I worked in a record shop with these two older dudes that were like two years older than me or a year and a half. And I felt that they were like super old, like, like oh, music yeah, gods. Yeah, yeah. And they they were down with that Clarity album. The Cl- that's the one that I got. And it was my first for- foray into, I guess, emo music. Oh, okay. But it, at the, around the same time, they gave me Mineral uh, Records and uh-huh. Get Up Kids, um, shit like that. So, But Clarity was the one. And it also was like an album that, nobody ever complained about when I had it on at the CD shop. So oh, I had fair. it on all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Except one time that la- the last song was at like minute 13, sec- 13 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And some dude in the shop turns around. He's like, this guy didn't have much on his mind. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one
0: goes on a bit long.
1: Yeah. But it's pretty, br- it's pretty brilliant. It
0: is. It is good. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Jimmy
1: World. We're here to I mean, we should try and talk about Jimmy World at least once every time. Sure, time sure. We talk. I'd be okay
0: with that. We're here to talk about Camp Cope. Oh, that's right. Uh, I I guess we can go with the classic how did you uh, come across Camp Cope?
1: I, I've been trying to think about this. So like in tw- in the year 2020,
2: mm-hmm.
1: from like January 1st until December 31st, I Swore off any music that ha- was led by or fronted by a dude. Oh, I was right. Like, I'm going to listen to I'm going to listen to women this year. Yes. I was having like a realization that most of the music that I loved the most, mm-hmm. with the exception of like Carly Rae Jepsen and Taylor Swift, was um, uh, a bunch of cis white dudes. Mostly cis white dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest, like 99 probably mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Even although I like hip hop, so there were a lot. Mm-hmm. There were some hip hop artists who were not white, black men who yeah. I primarily black men who I would listen to. But yeah. I don't know. Like I was like I got to try. I could try something new. I also will admit at the time, like I was, you know, there's like, um, Oh, I feel like the band, Owen the, o- the group Owen, the band Odin, the artist Owen, oh, uh, <laughs> the consilla yeah. the named Owen. Yes. Um, has a line where he says like something along the lines of listening to the same albums that he always has or something. Uh-huh. Um, the cockatoo twins or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Um, anyhow, like I felt the same way, like especially going around that time, 2020, it, with the exception of a couple hip hop artists, Kendrick Lamar primarily, and some just some popular hip hop sure. artists, like not even like really digging deeply into the genre. Yeah. I was not picking up new music. I was just sort of fucking listening to Lifetime sure, every sure, day, sure, sure. you know. Yeah, and Blood Bloodhag every day. <laughs> That's about it. Hell yeah, which sucks to some degree. It sucks. It's not t- it's not the end of the world, but it kind of sucks. And so like, I don't know, I did this thing where I was like, you know, I don't listen to enough, I don't listen to enough women. I'm going to just do it for a year. Why not? It'll be great. And it was really great. And, um, like it was a really good fucking music year and it really rekindled, uh, it rekindled my desire to just find new shit. Uh Right. Like it's one of the reasons I'm happy to be talking with you every once in a while because it's part of that exploration for new music. And I'm, Camp Cope came up in that context, right? Just kind of like cruising around, seeing what's up. Um, their record label run for cover. Yeah had come up in some conversations before that year of like a label that was, yeah, Mm -hmm. they were kind of groundbreaking label in, in the, in around that time. Probably still are. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, they had a band called Pine Grove for a while that I liked until they were dropped due to uh, accusations of bullshit, sexual harassment. Wait, what?
0: Say what? Pine Grove. Yeah. Was dropped because of
1: sexual harassment allegations? Correct. Yeah. I think that to, if this is a long time ago, like 2019, 20 heading into 2020 they were dropped from from the label
0: big if true
1: yeah of course i'm i shouldn't just be like throwing shit at shit out that i don't know yeah they took a year off following sexual misconduct allegations made against the lead singer stefan's in november of 2017
0: that is a big old bummer that's a band i just recently started listening to a lot this year with their new album and I guess I won't be talking about them anymore or listening to them anymore.
1: It's a, it's a complicated, it is a complicated one. I haven't actually followed up. I kind yeah. of stopped listening to them, but I do know that like, as far as all the dirt bags go, this is a person who, as far as I understand, like they took a year off. They were like, he was, he did what was asked of him by his, by, by the woman that he abused uh-huh. or uh, sexually. I don't know exactly what happened. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think sexual coercion is what he was accused of. Okay. Okay. Um, and the person who accused him of sexual coercion had some things that she felt he should in the band should do huh. to just start working through um, that situation. And as far as I know, and I'm not going to I'm not sure. standing by the band because sure. I just stopped listening to him. They they took that time off to honor that request. So I don't know. Look into them. I feel like I feel like it doesn't. I don't know, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that shit's hard. Anyhow, like um, I remember uh, I knew that band. I knew their label was run for cover at the time mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember reading an article about, um, they're being dropped from the label by the request of bands on that label. And I would, I would imagine yeah, this yeah, was yeah. a band that was probably involved in that shit too. Although I don't know that. Um, anyhow, so I kind of knew the label I was, po- I was pitch- picking through their stuff at some point and came across how to socialize. Yeah. Um, and dude, I f- fucking, <laughs> I p- popped that on and I was like, what the fuck man there's <laughs> music that's good that's coming out it's like i just like that first opening track yeah. on that album yeah uh, especially like for and something i want to talk about a lot today i think is just a fucking sweet ass bass line in like so many of these songs every song i was just like every Holy shit dude this band this band rocks this bass line's cool like i really like um i really love the clarity with which uh georgia mac is her name like sings yes. like the, her ability to write clearly and and just, like, either tell a story or, or, or make a point. It's just, like, she's fucking great at it. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was it was one of those things where I was like, hell yeah. Um, got really into them. Listened to that self-titled record and said, like, this is great, too. I actually like it better yeah. in, in, the, in the long run. And um, then their newest album came out this year, and I think I was talking to you about it. And I fucking love it. It's just so good, mm-hmm. although it's quite different than, than the other stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just a band I came across during that year of okay. trying okay. to find new music, in particular music that wasn't written by men. And That's very cool. Of them.
0: That's a good idea um i like that idea maybe i'll steal it from you one of these days one of these years one of these years (laughs) (laughs) uh make that my 2023 change up the podcast or something too to go along with it if i still do it this long that long that is very cool i'm very disappointed about pine grove i'm gonna have to read into that yeah take a look don't Um, take my word
1: for it immediately but go for that sure
0: because i do not fuck around with that kind of stuff uh like i will not listen to brand new ever again i won't listen to alcest anymore i won't alcest or i'm sorry not alcest agaloc um, okay it's like holy shit dude, what, <laughs> you, what happened it's only been two weeks the week that, that it's been uh i won't listen winter to winter haven uh i don't fuck around with that kind of stuff like i don't care what your bullshit story
1: is like i don't know anyway yeah, it's likely that Pinegrove's done for you. Then I'm I'm certain of it. I, it's the same for me. in Ryan Adams probably one of my fav- oh, Ryan Adams one, yeah. favorite uh, favorite artists of all time. But I haven't See heard ya, him dude. in years. Yeah, so, yeah, sucks.
0: Speaking of weird things that make me kind of uncomfortable to talk about, let's talk about the first song on this playlist.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Can I can we can I can I start with a segment that I'd like to do with you if it's never if it's ever possible? But uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> No, it's it's band-specific in this context. I, I came across a, a reference to Georgia Mac having two cats named Spatula and Adidas. Okay. So I just want to do a cat segment where it's like cat alert. <laughs> we have a musician who has cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> <and> that's nice. <laughs> I'll put a just little cat alert. You can figure it out. Something. Yeah. Just let it be known. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big shout out to Spatula and Adidas. Yeah, yeah. Big shout um, out. Pretty good names. Pretty solid Very names. Very good names, know, for yeah. Cats. yeah. Spatula <laughs>
0: especially. I like.
1: That's a uh, good one. 100% agree. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Jet Fuel Can't Melt Steel Beams. first song i'm not one for conspiracy theories personally what what do you mean the jet fuel can't melt
1: steel beams conspiracy Um, theory in particular that one but not generally speaking like you i I don't i
0: don't go for them pretty much ever yeah i i don't think the world is that mysterious i don't okay I don't think 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> for sure, do okay. I believe that uh, the United States government has blood on their hands because of that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think they made it happen
1: in, in so many words. How do you explain for the jet fuel and the steel beams then?
0: Huh. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, a little <laughs> little blurb I saw when, when looking into this song was that uh, yes, jet fuel, the heat that happens because of jet fuel fire would not melt it, but it would uh, damage it structurally enough to where it would collapse because mm-hmm. of that. And there have been since other buildings that have collapsed due to uh, just normal fires, not jet fuel fires right. that have collapsed. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. If I, I don't want to get into this. She kind of equates it or gives an equivalency to if you don't believe that the 9-11 was an inside job is the same energy as not believing women i think are you asking or you say
1: this is what this is a paraphrasing of a quote from her Oh, that she was describing the song, and I don't want to speak for Georgia Mac. I actually don't know. I didn't hear yeah. her talking about it. Um, but the way I understand it is different than that. Though. Okay. But we can, go, we can go with her. What do you uh, – what's your version of that? I think that I would say – or at least I interpret this song, and maybe that's, for me, relevant in this moment, but, like, that I agree with you. The Jet Fuel Can't Melt Steel Beams is um, – a statement that um, is given to conspiracy theorists uh, or given by conspiracy theorists. Oh wait. Okay. Maybe I'm misinterpreting this. There is a, there is a space in which people can speak down to you from a place of authority. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I'm re maybe I'm thinking this thing, think differently. What I was kind of saying for it is like the, 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 the belief in this kind of conspiracy theory, or at least the condescending nature of like yelling at people about mm-hmm. it, like that it's maybe exactly the way you're feeling. Like we're, Folks can't, you can't, it's not an inside job. Like it's bullshit. Stop telling me this shit. Yeah. Um, is the same kind of energy that comes from people saying, Hey, why you're, I, I'm a police car. I'm a police officer yelling at you um, because of the way you, but it's the way you're, yeah, yeah, you're right? dressed. Yeah. So why are dressed that way or whatever. She's trying to equate, equate sort of the, uh, the sort of gaslighting that comes from the believer in this con- context to the gaslighting that comes from people who, um, in this context, when it talks for that specific one, people who yell at or catcall women, or um, the this whole thing, like the authoritative statement that a bad that a, a, a good uh, 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 the only thing that stops a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun, is this sort of like condescending statement yeah. to a person who's trying to complicate, who's trying to complicate um, the world generally, right? Yeah. Like that that it's not so simple as like that that gas jet fuel can't meet st- melt steel beams, or that's not so simple. That it's the way that I'm dressed. As a matter of fact, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. it's not. That's not what it is. Yeah. Stop gaslighting me. Or the the only thing that stops a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun. That's not true. It's more complicated than yeah. that. Stop gaslighting me. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Like she would agree with you about the the jet fuel thing, and she sees it as a sort of like fucking dumb boy statement. But what does she say? I'm I'm putting words in her the, mouth. The so. the
0: quote here. This is from uh, Blunt. Uh, which I guess is a magazine, Uh, blunt mag Uh, quote. The song is kind of like a fuck you to people who believe that nine 11 wasn't an inside job. Uh, She says a fire burning fervent in her eyes that it wasn't planned out to perpetuate Islamophobia. And so that the U S corporations and government couldn't justify Uh, starting wars to go off and steal oil and ruin the world. Believing that is like believing men who rape women aren't responsible for their actions. Thinking that, oh, it's the way the girl dressed or, oh, but she was a bit drunk. She was asking for it. It's just like, are you serious? End quote. It's like, I I agree with a lot of what she's saying, except I don't think it was an inside job.
1: yeah like I'm not gonna defend that statement
0: did did uh, they did the US government and the corporations that run this country take every opportunity to profit off of uh, that bullshit yes they did
1: 100% but yeah anyway I'm trying to understand it I still whatever I don't get it (laughs) (laughs) but hey this song
0: is really good. <laughs> her voice, um, her voice is amazing. I love her voice. She sometimes reminds me of the singer of this band called Good Luck, but like way harsher. Like when she like screams and puts all of her mm-hmm. body into her voice. It's so fucking great. It might be a, something that I don't come back to that often because of mm, I don't know. Maybe it's it's a bit of a hard thing to listen to now, knowing more of what it's about. But I don't know. We'll see.
1: Word. Um. Dang, I thought you were going to ask me my favorite conspiracy theory. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? <laughs> I love Roswell. Absolutely adore the fuck out of it. Oh that. yeah, that there's aliens. That story and in that background in
0: Roswell. A hundred percent. And there's a that
1: wonderful. One, there was a wild book that was published maybe 10 years ago that talked about um, uh, uncovered, declassified documentation that had some pretty fucked up assertions uh. about what happened in that space and I can spoil it or I can hold it. I don't know what the hell your thing is, but I fucking dig the Roswell um, aliens in Area 51 sort of shit. I don't know. Like it can, I, I feel like yeah. To, 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 to be so adamant against folks who are like yeah, I just don't think that that complicated kind of scheme can be pulled off by the state and then to equate it in the way that it's happening here seems a little bit odd. That said, I do think one from the way that I thought into it at least was kind of, I like that vibe. Like I like, for example, that you, um, it's a song to me about gaslighting basically, which I think is pretty interesting. I definitely can hear that or see
0: that or whatever. That makes a lot of sense can gaslighting melt steel beams though
1: i mean i feel like of all the high uh, the high like energy sort of fires that exist in the um, world the one that can't the one that can't is gaslighting. Yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's probably true okay
0: i got a couple time stamps on this one first one at 132 <laughs>
1: Very very cool bass. Yeah right now.
0: Really fucking cool. Just like the whole through this whole playlist, that bass player is getting their steps in, just walking along.
1: Is it like what is it like? I don't hear that shit very often. It's, and like why is that? It's not super common. Like I feel like it's more common for bass players
0: to kind of like stay in their pocket and then every once in a while flourish word which makes sense a lot of the time and i think that's a a great method of playing bass and some bass players can get a little too noodly and messy and weird with it i think matt freeman from rancid is a really great bass player but
1: also is a bit much at times it's funny you reference him because it's one of the most standout bass yeah one of the most there's an there's a track Olympia Washington I uh-huh. think is the song I'm thinking of like it's just where I first in my life was like fuck the bass sound this is what the bass can yeah sound yeah like. yeah and the like is solo that what you're referencing is a bit murder. too much <laughs> yeah I guess so I gotta hear this really quickly I'm trying to think of yeah so like I feel like that was the first time when I heard Olympia Washington. Uh-huh. Uh, where I was like, I just didn't, I don't know, like there's punk, punk bass can be like that. I don't know why I didn't notice it, but on that particular song, I was like, hell yeah, look at him go. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I could see what you're saying, a little too (laughs) noodly.
0: This bass player just is, seems to be constantly just walking around and it's it's really, really cool because it doesn't stand out, Mm -hmm. but as soon as you hear it, you can't not hear it anymore. For sure, you know, it's it's very very cool. There, I think on almost every song I have, listen to this bass part. Listen to this bass part. <laughs> it's yeah, really great. Yeah. Um, does that continue? I mean, you gave me one song off of the new album, and the new album is a little bit
1: different, but yes.
0: Okay, I don't have any bass uh, things on the on that song,
1: but um, so that does kind of continue. I can't imagine they would change I mean, up their style that much. No, no, no. Of course not. I do feel like that there's something about, like, something, a question I wanted to ask you about, like, the sound of the guitars that, I think that some of the things that I read was, like, jangle was a word that yeah, was used. Yeah, i describe it as jangling. Um, and I feel like that sticks through, but, like, it feels like the, the, op- the guitar sounds, like, it doesn't cover, like, how do you describe it? It doesn't cover, um, it doesn't, it doesn't. It, it, like there's a lot of room for the bass to jump and dance around yeah, in yeah, yeah. in these earlier songs, and then also the second album, and that exists also in the newest album, Running with the Hurricane, but to less extent, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't know what that means. Like the, the guitar is open, it's airy or something like yeah. that, and the bass can play inside of that space. But yeah,
0: I think uh, it is kind of a jangly way of playing guitar. There's little to no distortion to be heard on any of these songs, which is cool. I think that that's why maybe it doesn't, and maybe because the bass player is walking around so much, it doesn't always sound super full. And maybe mm. on the newer one, newer album, it they fill things out a little bit. They use a piano. I mean. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the the musical style or whatever. It's a little twee, a little jangly. Tweezy. Right yeah. Word. Okay. Cool. Um, a little yeah. airy. That was a good good descriptor that you used as well. For a song about like uh, shitty gaslighting techniques and conspiracy theories, like it sounds very like happy and boppy.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: which that kind of like jangly guitar adds to, and the bass too. Yeah, it's very very cool.
2: Here is Cat Coast.
0: like that the, the uh, it's a far too common lie line mm-hmm. and carrying keys between your knuckles just those kind of images that i don't have to think about doing those kinds of things mm-hmm. it's very cool to talk about that kind of stuff especially in such a happy sounding song she is walking out the street and getting catcalled by construction people or whatever and having to carry her keys like that and i don't know it's it's very well put together, um, and it does make me question the the
1: quote. <laughs> but I don't know. The- Dude, that's her quote. I mean, I would just look at the, verify the thing. But that's her yeah. quote. I could I could buy into yeah. it. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who are totally, who like you, I think, and like me, feel that the United States government does not uh, often or 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 does not necessarily work. work in the best interests of human mm-hmm. beings and can make that leap. That's why conspiracy theories are so pervasive, yeah. right? Is that the, the leap is feasible. You can, I can imagine mm-hmm. it, right? Like, fuck, if the capability were there, you could see somebody if, in the United States government being like, hell yeah, let's do that. If but, it
0: came out that, yes, the United States government put uh, explosives inside of the building, I would be s- surprised, but like, not like, not that
1: surprised. Right. Exactly. And that, that's why it's, I think such a successful, Yeah. if it's even that successful, it feels to me like I don't hear about this one much anymore. Like 2007, f- 2004. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. not so much anymore, <laughs> but anyhow, like I, I like, sh- again, like I mentioned at the very beginning, Mac has a really, has clear and concise yes. language that, that says something that is easy for, for I mean, for, for her, from her experience and the experience of many women, um, not surprising at all. And then uh, from our perspective where it's like, yo, I putting uh, keys between my knuckles is not an experience that I've mm-hmm. had. Um, she's saying it in a fashion that makes it so like, it's, uh, it's, it's visceral. It's like, I, I, I can, I can be like, Holy shit, mm-hmm. yo. Like it's very like it's, yeah, she does a really good job of just taking that sentiment and making it cold and yeah. clear. This is, this is something interspersed within what you're talking about, like a jangle yeah, upbeat, yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't really fit that mood. I, I was actually interested in this line too, and I didn't know how to timestamp it because she does this in the next song as well. And I think it's super cool. And I, I, I it, from a writing perspective, lyrically at least, but she has like at the top, she says, hearing cat calls from police cars, mm-hmm. right? So we have police. Down here, we say, hearing cat calls from a construction yard. These are both experiences, by the way. I think every human who's lived in the United States or probably throughout the world are like, oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Um, whether we want to admit it yeah. or not, uh, we know that it happens. And then she says at the top, and I don't know if this is like a pre-chorus or if this is like a a, a chorus in and of itself. I don't know what the hell you would call this part mm-hmm. of the song. But she switches it both times, which I think is really yes. rad, right? Because she, the, the cops say, "What are you going to do about it?" Dressed the way you are. At the bottom, the construction yard says, "Take it at a compliment." They're only being mm-hmm. nice. Also, two lines that everybody is like, "Yeah, that happens." Yeah. Like we all fucking know <laughs> that that shit happens. We've all seen it. We've all yeah. heard it. And then it come Then after that comes. Um, from a uh, the the same line, there's a very common lie. She says both mm-hmm. times, and then they'll say take it as a com-, um. Or it's a far too common lie. Sorry, that, or no, maybe it changes. That's a very common lie, far too common lie. And then she says another sentence, and it, it's all within the rhythm. It all match. It all matches, but it's completely yeah, different, right? Yeah. So it's just like she's doing a chorus, but she's changed everything. And I, but thematically it's the same. And I find it. I just find that not easy, probably, to do when you're sure, writing. Sure, sure, yeah. Fucking love Absolutely.
0: it. Absolutely, and not. She didn't like try to change up the words in the second verse according to genius. These are verses, uh, didn't try to like change up the second verse to kind of match the same beat or cadence or whatever of the from police cars from construction yards. Like that's more syllables, but she didn't like try to rework that or something. I really appreciate that. I like it when bands do that. It's a more interesting approach. To songwriting than just like, ba ba da ba da ba da
1: ba ba da ba da ba da
0: over and over again. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, the verse, and I, I'll take it as for, I think that's part of the verse because you have like this, the top you have. I'm not going to climb a ladder for the rest of my life, and then the chorus of they they say the only thing that stops yeah. is a bad man with a gun. Yeah, and then she starts off another verse by saying, "So you turn and walked away," and then the cat call section r- repeats itself, but it's both verses. Like I don't know, it's fucking yeah, it's fucking really well yeah. done. Illuminating as well, really clearly written. Just like fucking, I think everyone should listen to. Well, your comments include your comments being being on the record. Like it's one of those songs where it's like, dude, fucking listen. (laughs) There's, yeah, it's got it's got that shit for you.
0: Um, I'm gonna play the chorus and then into your second timestamp or next timestamp because you said it's the Trophy Wives one, right?
1: Yeah, where she gets a bit more aggressive in her. Okay, sound. let me play that chorus
0: right before that.
3: The only thing that stops a batman with it a gun is a gun.
0: good chorus uh i can't remember if uh this chorus is slower and maybe the other one is is kind of at the same pace as the rest of the song i don't recall um but i do like the slower chorus uh halftime or whatever it is i think it's cool
1: yeah she switches it up in the second song as well i feel like I feel like it's it's so good. It, but this course in particular, as the the gaslighting involved yeah. here, the lies they use to control you, is far more related to the idea of the United States government having a role in 9 11. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I fucking love <laughs> it. Um, it's it's shit. This I don't know. We're listening to this the day after a pretty awful yeah, tragedy yeah, in the states, are. right? And that lie, that lie, mm. this this bad man with with a gun is like I was reading about that being a pretty fringe belief when you and I were children. Yeah. Right. Like a pretty extremist fringe militia Mm -hmm. belief that uh, Overton windowed itself into a space where like pretty like just standard friends of yours may make that fucking argument. And I'm curious as to her relationship to it. She's an Australian. Mm -hmm. It's a very American sentence to me, like a uniquely American sentence. And and, uh, I would be curious to know what the context is in Australia or if she's pulling it from the United States, which the song has a lot of reference to, right? Because the... 9-11 9-11 tragedy is, is, is an yeah. important story, but...
0: Yeah, I know things are yeah, a lot different there as far as guns are concerned, but yeah, I don't know. I, I also wouldn't be surprised based on like the level of racism that happens in that country if the good man with a gun sentiment also flies there as well.
1: Fuck that sentence. That sentence pissed, it like works, yeah. gets me yeah. into a, a bit of a, a fucking moment. But yeah, it's... Especially today. It's, again, clear, especially today, for sure. But it, it's it's clearly sung, like, the the way she sings it, again, doesn't really fit the mood, but, like, it puts you in a position to reflect on it, I think, a bit more mm-hmm. than it might otherwise. I don't know. There's something about it that really, like, hits with me each yeah, time, yeah. for sure.
0: Uh, Do you have any other timestamps on this one?
1: No, I had, we we worked through, we talked about Cat Calls from Police and its comparison to the yep. other one. That's something I was trying to figure out how to timestamp, oh, okay, but okay, I didn't. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: I did I did like the song. It it brings up some things I don't like thinking about. So yeah.
1: Like aliens and Roswell. Like aliens
0: and Roswell I mean I can I, I aliens exist. Like just like uh Tom Long says, Aliens exist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've I guess I'm curious, like it feels to me that the the, the, the 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 silly nature of that conspiracy theory or the land mooning conspiracy it's not that you dislike conspiracy theories it's just that the one surrounding nine eleven involves such a um, such a fucking awful fucking just mass death yeah just a shitty fucking thing. yeah um, it's not that you dislike conspiracy theories though
0: generally. yeah yeah gen- I mean I just don't believe a lot of them from like oh no I uh. Is the government
1: covering up aliens? Uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Do you want to know what the conclusion was in that book? Sure. It's pretty fucking shocking. Yeah. And and probably another one of those things where you're like, oh, fucking hell, please no. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, I got to figure out what the, uh, just one second. Um, I think this is it. The book is called... Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base. It's written by um, a a journalist, I think, named Annie Jacobson. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jacobson got their hands on and interviewed some older um, adults, um, 19 men, it says here, who served on the base proudly and, quote, secretly for decades and are now between the ages of 75 and 92. This book came out mm-hmm. in 2012, so it's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all between the ages of 85 and 102 now. So Many of them may have passed in the time. Um, and she had unprecedented access to, quote, 55 additional military and intelligence personnel, scientists, pilots, and engineers linked to the secret base, 32 of whom lived and worked there for extended periods. So she's really setting up the, I got the, I got the the shit, the shit, um, right on this uh, this pitch. But what um, what she finds is that no, it's not. There were there's not an alien crash that took place there. Uh That's that's not true. Um, But that an unidentified or unusual spherical um, spaceship. It's not spaceship ship flight airplane. Mm -hmm. Some sort of ship um, airbound ship um, that could maneuver in a hover like fashion um, was was captured and found Mm -hmm. in um, the uh, Southwestern desert in the um, 1950s or whenever. This is precisely when this happened for late forties, I think early fifties and was taken to area 51 and held there. And this suspicious sort of um, airborne vehicle related a little bit to some research that they know was going on in Nazi Germany, Mm -hmm. um, a sort of hover style plane from a scientist who was unheard of after the second world war and presumed to be in the hands of Soviet intelligence Uh, or Soviet science. Now we did this too, Uh right? Project paperclip. And, um, our guy, Werner von Braun, um, who sent us to the moon was a Nazi scientist, right? Rocket scientist.
2: Um, that we sort of, we
1: looked, we looked the other way and said, yo dude, come here and send us, build us missiles and send us to the moon. Um, the Soviets did the same thing. So the presumption is this guy who is, working on we don't know to this day if this is real like hover based technologies mm-hmm. wound up with the soviet uh in the soviet union and built a sort of hover based uh, craft that found its way into this area um with get this fucking shit is so wild with human beings that the soviet union had bred to look like what americans thought aliens might look like because of the success of of Orson Welles' <laughs> War of the Worlds. So the thought was, and here's the thing about this thought like, dude, I think I'm into it. <laughs> the Soviet leadership at the time, um, it's not Stalin, it's like the f- person after Stalin, um, thought that the success of the War of the Worlds, if replicated, mm-hmm. would cause chaos in the country, weakening it for a uh, right or ripening it for uh, a military action either in Europe or in the United States as well. Uh-huh. Um, not insane. No. <laughs> no. Not not um, insane. But, yeah, the pushback that she gives though is that the people who were bred not dis- dis- disfigured mm. um would have needed they would have needed a lot more time. Yeah. to do that breeding. Yeah. Um the time for the timeline doesn't work in her in her to for her to, she's like to be frank the timeline doesn't yeah, work, yeah, yeah. but here's what I heard and what I read about. Yeah.
0: Uh okay, I'm, I'm, I was while you were saying I was thinking of, of conspiracy theories or <laughs> just weird shit. Um Aliens, yes. God, no. A ghost? Yeah. No. A ghost? No. No, okay. no ghosts. That's stupid. Um <laughs> Heaven and Hell? No. Purgatory?
1: Yes. No.
2: And <laughs> okay. anything
0: anything like magical? No. That's fuck you. Uh Lizard people? No. Uh, Illuminati stuff. No.
1: Is Illuminati the, the Dan Brown books? Um, Da Vinci code. I don't know. Maybe that stuff's oh, okay. all stupid too. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Most
0: pretty much all of those like government conspiracy ones. I like I've gotten three COVID vaccines and I will probably get another one. Oh, the chip.
1: That's right. That great Bill
0: Gates. Yeah. One. Yeah. The that chip and all that, all that Bill Gates stuff. Fucking stupid! Love it. Uh, Pizzagate. <laughs> fuck you. Uh,
1: uh, that's bad. Yeah, I agree with that. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah, all
0: that, all that stuff. Do I think there's some fucked up going, fucked up stuff going on in the government? Absolutely. Do I think there's fucked up stuff going on in Hollywood? One hundred percent. But uh, I don't, I don't believe in all this, all these like grand conspiracy. Oh, Earth is round, folks. Get over it.
1: Oh man, you heard it here from Danny Inslee. It did, is. Did did we go round. to the moon?
0: <laughs> Probably if uh, it's okay with the moon landing and the earth being round or flat, especially the the earth, if if the who who benefits in it being a lie?
1: Oh, if you who benefits with the earth being actually flat, who
0: who benefits in saying uh, the earth is round and it's this big conspiracy? Uh, you you're believing the biggest lie. Like
1: who benefits from that lie? I think the person telling the the lie, it, it, right? It's that shocking shit. Like all 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 press is good press. Sure. Right? Isn't that like what we've been? What 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 Donald Trump sort of proved is that you can be shameless and just say batshit stuff, yeah. and people people are like, it doesn't really hurt you. <laughs> it makes you seem authentic. Or, like if we found out, or like they they think they think
0: you're funny, maybe. If we found out today right now if we all got a notification on our phone or whatever hey everyone the earth is actually flat it would not change my life in any way whatsoever i don't think it would change anyone's life in any way
1: no i mean the significance of that back and forth dates back to a a time when it was it was like a a thing of faith or a thing of king kings or whatever the fuck today saying that the earth is flat gets you attention yeah it makes you known. Like Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets is a basketball player who people know because he says quite confidently that the earth is oh. flat. If you're going to know him otherwise yeah. it's because you pay attention to basketball. Yeah. But if you don't pay attention to basketball, you know Kyrie Irving because he said the earth is flat. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Like it just brings you a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's that's
0: that's a weird one to me. The moon landing too, like if that's fake,
1: who cares? a soviet power move at the time yeah i would guess is what they would say yeah that the reason they faked it was because they wanted to show the soviets they were there yeah. first or whatever yeah.
0: but anyway i don't fucking know man let's talk about flesh and <laughs> electricity
1: No questions about the uh, the Soviet-made humans that were meant to look like aliens invading. Uh, it, <laughs> okay. <it> probably happened. <laughs> probably happened. <laughs> Hell yeah. Small-scale okay. stuff like that? Yeah, probably. Pretty terrifying and brutal. Just like super inhumane and oh, awful. Oh, yeah, for they, sure. I mean, did it,
0: but. We've, we all know what the Nazis did to people. Like, I'm sure the... And we know what... Uh, humans are capable of pretty terrible We know shit, humans are capable yeah. of pretty, pretty terrible things no matter what country they're from.
1: Yeah. Fair point.
0: And on that, (laughs) let's talk about him. Yes. Let's talk about Mac. That's her name, right? Georgia Mac.
1: Yeah. Georgia Mac. Uh, Being a nurse at some point in her life. Apparently I was looking at this, an interview that the group did for their newest album and Mac trained as a nurse, became a registered Mm -hmm. nurse around before this album, this is from their first album was released and left nursing to be in yes. a band, and during the COVID pandemic, realized that she had the registration or the certification, mm-hmm. and that she wanted to she wanted to be a part of the the, the fight against COVID oh. and getting people vaccinated and stuff. And has been working as a nurse since 2021 again full time, actually, as I understand her. Now they're two years, yeah, maybe yeah. she's T- cut back, took back a little bit. Did nurse work again? Very cool, and in for sure. I hope that.
0: Um... So the sentiment of, of kind of this first verse here, uh, she says, each day I ride my bike to the hospital, I'll walk around, check vital signs, and pretend to be useful. Sometimes, though, I really don't know what I'm doing here. My father says it's atonement for my reckless years. It seems uh, one of the little ha- headlines or citations or whatever here on, on a genius is talking about how it seems odd for a, a nurse to feel use uh, unuseful because nurses are very very useful but my thought is like well maybe this is kind of like an imposter syndrome kind of thing or when you're younger you want to be doing something especially if she's already a musician and she's you know she's got that part of her life and she wants to pursue that i could see that kind of thought process
1: I'd be curious about the space where she was working. She says hospital, but it doesn't necessarily clarify what that means. Um, Doing rounds, checking vital signs, cleaning. I would imagine. I think I could see this space existing. I could see this job being pretty boring, Mm -hmm. especially if Australia has perhaps a health system. that's a bit better funded than ours. And more of the people being seen in medical centers are less sick than those that we deal (laughs) with in our spaces, Um, but still sick, but not as Mm -hmm. sick. I think when I when I read this with the exception of the father's atonement line mm-hmm. um I see this and I wrote it down as like a just a boring stroll through a bad week in fucking capitalism yeah, yeah, just yeah. like yeah, totally. fucking damn it I got to go to the hospital again I got to walk around do yeah, shit yeah, yeah. and then pretend I'm doing work you know uh, imposter syndrome and then go home I don't know and what I'm, I'm doing here But I I feel like I feel like there are hospital jobs that are probably a bit more like this than than what she's been doing since COVID mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure her coming back to to do R N work during COVID is it's much more rewarding, or you know you feel like you're actually doing something. I could see how going around just taking vital signs and jotting down
1: things on the computer or whatever could get monotonous. I think about that in a recovery wing or in a space where people are just sort of stable mm-hmm. and they're hanging out and they're they're resting, relaxing, getting getting back after a surgery or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I feel like, I feel like that work is probably the, the idea. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean that you should you, the people need to be checked on, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I could see that getting pretty monotonous and shitty. Yeah, totally. Um, but, but oddly necessary, if you think of like a bad capitalist ca- job in capitalism where it's like just truly useless automaton shit, yeah, like, well, yeah. fuck then that doesn't feel like it. Ne- is necessary whereas her work would still be necessary yeah, but totally yeah. totally we've all been bored from that yes job, we sure. all have
0: uh, let me play the end of that and into the pre-chorus
3: my
1: You
0: ever read atonement
1: no I, Me no neither. no have no. you oh, okay come on have i, I? no <laughs> come on danny it's gonna happen i a haven't even time. seen I the have movie so much confidence in you <laughs> neither have i it's a nick cage movie though isn't it is it oh i don't know i, so. I don't
0: know anything about it means you probably should see it um, um i bet amanda's read it I'm how read it. I'm gonna, how many books has she read uh who amanda yeah i don't know a lot she's constantly like, reading man I
1: don't understand why you decided to spend so much of your life with such a nerd.
0: <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't even know how many books she's read. She's read a lot. She reads a lot all the time, especially when when you guys were doing the. Um, Is a teen enough?
1: Yeah. Because she was doing uh, books cl- for that, of the and then she, previous iTunes best-selling podcast yes, of all yes. time.
0: Yeah. 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 But she's always reading and listening to books all the time, more for pleasure these these
1: days, which I think is good for her. Um, I think so. Like, not to like go into detail, but like I feel like sometimes um, we can spoil our reading by reading uh, less for pleasure and more for like, oh, I should know about this book. Like, it just yeah. kind of takes the pleasure out of it because even if it's a great book, you're doing it for work. And, like, yeah. Sometimes I think that librarians who have a focus on a certain age demographic in particular mm-hmm. like feel bad when they read outside of it cuz yeah. it's just not helping them and then it just becomes a fucking nightmare so
0: I think she I think, even like started to feel like when there were certain books that would come up on on the podcast that she wasn't really super interested in reading
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she'd just be like oh I guess I got to read this one like I think that kind of burnt her out a little bit
1: Yeah that's that's Exactly how you feel sometimes when you're like, oh, I guess I got to listen to this song. No,
0: <laughs> I have not felt. Dante, Dante, I think started to feel that way. He got burnt out on this this whole podcast method. But I'm like, I just eat this shit up, man. Yeah,
1: um, it's except for Caius, that one band. Ugh. Oh, there the, I didn't listen to that. You've said that I think before that that one didn't hit for you. Yeah. I did not like that band at all. It's a very fun episode though. Cause I, I, I just like talk shit the whole time. I actually need to listen to it for that alone. Okay. <laughs> can I, can I talk about what a pre-chorus is and like, sure. So I was, I mentioned this in the previous song, but like she, she does this here also in her writing. Like she says here in what I guess is the pre-chorus, like the antagonist from the book. And she is, she sounds just so fucking beat. Yes. Just like done. Yes. And I, just so well delivered and probably could, obviously cause she fucking felt it. Like it's authentic as shit. Like in the antagonist from that book for the class that I once took. And then she goes into the chorus, which I find to be what like the, one of the most ridiculously interesting expressions, both of like bad job, but also heartbreak and just disinterest in trying again yeah, after yeah, having yeah. your heart broken. It's so, it's such a great chorus. I hope we should listen to that too. Okay, But then she gets, she goes in the next verse and then she does another pre-chorus which is an entirely different sentence, Mm -hmm. but fits just right into that same musical frame. Like it's, it's so fucking good. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I don't, I don't feel feel like I don't see that all that often. And it's just, no, uh, often, often
0: a pre-chorus is, is just that like a pre-chorus where it's, you're saying the same thing or it's almost like, um, I was just editing, the Miranda Lambert episode, and I was talking about a refrain, which is usually, I again, mm-hmm. uh, the definition was a line that repeats at the end of a verse. But I think a pre-chorus can be similar to that, or, or you know, they're cousins. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think often a pre-chorus is different. I think pre-chorus is often the same
1: each time. But you would call these two pre-chorus, that these are pre-choruses? Yeah, yeah, because it, it changes enough
0: to where it it isn't part of the verse. It doesn't feel like part of the verse and it's definitely not part of the chorus. Um, that's why like on the last song where I was like, I don't know if this is a verse or a chorus because like mm-hmm. the first couple lines and then the next couple lines, they all fit together, but um, something changes to where it, it sounds a little different. But I think that's just the way the, those verses were written or whatever.
1: Word. understand.
0: Uh, I'm going to play that chorus in just a second here.
3: I've been desensitized to the human body. That I could look at you naked and all I see would be anatomy. You're just bones and insecurity. Flesh and electricity to me. That
1: bass is... It's fucking
0: sick. Yeah, yeah. A man is like grilling me now on, wait, what are they saying about atonement? That's a weird thing to reference. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to copy and paste some of these lyrics.
1: The atonement is not, it's not a movie reference, right? It's using the word, no? And
0: I think uh, it's using the word, but then also how in the pre-chorus, she's talking about the antagonist from that book.
1: Oh, uh, she's referring uh, referring
0: back to the book atonement. I, this is not a thought that I had because I have obviously not read Atonement. Um this is thanks to genius dot com.
1: I gotta go on that fucking shit more it often. It makes me thing. sound way smarter
0: than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> Even though these things are just like, you know, cited by anyone, it's it's not like uh yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's like Wikipedia. Again. Oh
1: it's yeah, it's like it's not sourced necessarily, yeah, gotcha. Sometimes
0: they are, but
1: <laughs> I sent
0: her the the lines so starting with my father says it's atonement for my reckless years and she says okay that checks out with a, a sideways laughing crying
1: face from the book that Ian McCain or McQuain or whatever that is yeah 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 is. good old Ian Mickey, Mickey Wayne <laughs> Mickey Ian uh Mickey uh, McIan
0: very good chorus this song is so like depressed sounding And yeah, just kind of that like got home from a long fucking day of taking vitals and I'm so bored. And that's the way she sings the song really conveys
1: that very, very well. Mm -hmm. It's good. But she pulls into like after that second chorus, she pulls into the heartbreak component, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I find interesting because like up until that point, it's just uh, my job sucks. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. And then you're like, oh, I see what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. Like she's doing two things at once, which is, or two things in one song, but,
0: uh, and then at the end of what I was playing, fucking the bass.
1: Come on. Yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know how you write that. How do you, how the fuck do you write that? Like, is it just, you let, you let the guitar player play, the drummer plays, and then you just, they're like, we need something that sounds rad, and they just mess around. Like, how do you, how do you write that?
0: I, I mean, it depends on the person. That's kind of how I write <clears> things <throat> is um, I will just kind of like dick around until I figure out what I want to play. It doesn't usually happen at at band practice. It's something I have to come up with, like sit down and come up with at home. Mm -hmm. So like today, for example, we want to start playing one of our older songs again, but I want to rewrite some of the leads because they were not in key. (laughs) Um, uh, And so I'll like record the rhythm and then just loop, loop it and just over and over again until I figure out what I want to do. Um, But I don't know. Uh, Some people, this shit just comes naturally to like the other guitar player in my band. He can just like whip stuff up real quick um, and don't have to like, he doesn't have to like fuck around for an hour like I do. So she could just be like that good where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, that
1: kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, I love it and i want more of it this it's true it particularly is bouncing and hopping around it's such a light sort of light level that like she's talking about electricity in that moment too like especially at the end of the chorus when the bass pops in and around to me it almost illuminates the activity yeah of the yeah electric yeah. movement like it's fucking it's fucking rad yeah like, it's pretty it's une- pop, 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 pop.
0: yeah it's unexpected too because like it's like i said it was such a like kind of slow almost droney a little bit song and then it's got these like happy little bass notes 253 is my next uh,
1: thingy actually I'll go with that I wanted to play the second I wanted to play the chorus at 320 because of the pace switch and I love it oh yes that's uh,
0: I have that as well Um, so let's do 253 because this verse is too fucking real man
3: tearing
0: shit is it's very good descriptive way of of describing that kind of like i'm stuck in this funk this depression or whatever want what did she say like wanting nothing needing nothing or something like
1: that? Fe- feeling nothing wanting yeah, nothing yeah that shit because that part of me left with you oh my god really 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 good lyrics yeah I mean, then she follows that up with that. Now I plan my day around the eight and 12 medication. Yeah. Rounds, which yeah, yeah. Contextualizes sort of the first moment that your genius crew was talking about. It's like, wait, what <laughs> being a nurse isn't so bad, but then you're like, oh yeah, but this is a person who's devastated. Yeah. With- As we were talking about that, it, it
0: started to give me vibes of like the people that would come into dimple records when I was working there and be like, why are you guys frowning? You should be happy. You have a job. Like that kind of, oh, shit. It, it gives that, that kind of energy. And now I regret even referencing
1: these geniuses. No, don't worry <laughs> about it. I'm, it's a funny sidebar, but like I worked at Arby's uh, roast beef uh, for when I was in college. Uh, oh, wow. And I remember specifically this dude, it was, I was like a, I, w- I went to school in Bellingham, Washington, which is like a California, a Washington version of, This is stupid to compare because it's not <laughs> like, it's not, but it's like Davis. It's a college town, um, maybe like uh-huh. 50 to 70,000 people but it's prettier as fuck, right? It's on the, it's on the bay under mountains and shit and near Vancouver, British Columbia. And um, I was in the, but it's in a really conservative County okay. um, in Washington state, like a real, real fucked up part of the state. Actually, every part of the state that's not city specific is probably pretty. fucked up. <laughs> but, um, um, dude comes in, finishes up uh, his food with his family. And I'm wiping down some tables as you do yeah. um, around the, 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 the cafeteria or whatever you would call it. The, the, the restaurant. And he walks up to me with his wife, and specifically shouts out the idea that, like, if he takes his tray, his plastic fucking tray, uh-huh. with his Arby sauce piece of fucking paper that wrapped his roast beef burger on it, yeah. and his, like, half-drunken fucking Dr. Pepper, <laughs> if he takes that back to the garbage disposal at the exit point, that I would um, no longer have anything to do and would thus be out of a job and likely destitute <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Because he and his wife were having a fight about him him not wanting her to pick the tray up and put it in the garbage Ugh. and him wanting to leave it at the table for me to pick up and clean for him it's like the idea you should be happy that you have a job yeah. in fact i'm <laughs> i'm going to make it so that my wife will not clean up after herself so men, that you still have a job
0: men are the fucking worst man yeah example after example of that kind of bullshit jesus ridiculous. christ it's like just just pick yeah. up your shit out of common courtesy Yes, it's technically your job to do that,
1: but have the decency to like help a help a dude out. Like, come on. Yeah, it's one of those situations too. Like, we see this in service industry work all the time. Like, where the job the the task falls onto the person in who works there because you didn't do it, not because it's like their yeah their goal. Like, we have to de. What do you call it? Like, we do this now with COVID. um, like sanitize uh, or sanitize, yeah. right? Like that's what we're doing. We're spraying, we have a sanitizing spray mm. and we go out there and we wipe the table down and we take the germs away, but we're not supposed to like necessarily clean. We do do a sweep in the morning or a sweep after yeah, work yeah, or yeah. some shit like that, you know, but like, it's that kind of thing, like the extra over and people don't tip no, at those restaurants no either. Yeah. Those, those people, those kids. And they, you know, back then they were primarily kids these days. Now they're more and more often adults. Yeah. Like we're just fucking treated like trash. It sucks. Yeah. And making
0: but, no money. Yeah, in that sense, we, yeah we got some um, big topics on today's episode man
1: I feel like that's what they wanted from <laughs> us exactly that but um, uh, let's let's run with that last Pick up course, where we though. left off here
3: it's not.
1: Is it common to change the pacing of a of a chorus? Is that something you would try to do, or is that? Um, I don't think the
0: pacing is different, but the the the, the tone, the octave is that the the word, the volume at which she sings. I'd say yeah, it's common, especially for for a song like this, and, and when you're wanting to like hammer home the emotion that's happening, you're either gonna get to it on each chorus where each chorus gets louder. Um, but I like this, that it kind of like stays along kind of the same line the whole time and then hops up, but it doesn't stay all the way up there. Like she gets, she pulls, she gets down. loud and then pulls back a little bit, mm-hmm. which is cool. I don't know. I wouldn't call it super common, but uh, I think it's more common for each, the like the verse to be here, of course to be here and then back down and up and, like a mm-hmm. traditional song structure or whatever. But I, uh, they make a lot of really good choices, The uh, especially the ends of their songs. I think the rest of these songs, I point out the end of the songs because mm-hmm. they are very good at ending a song. Word. But yeah, really fucking great, great stuff. Uh, do you have any other timestamps on this one?
1: Anything else? No, 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 no. Um, I like, I unlike Camp Cope have a tough time ending a song.
0: Oh, (laughs) I thought for a second you just, you said you
1: unlike Kimco, like you, like you went to Facebook and you unliked them. Yeah, I definitely, no, 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 no. On Instagram, I actually followed Georgia Mac while we were doing this. Oh, nice. Shout out. Instagram person though, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Instagram has been pissing me off with all the like suggestions and shit lately though. Is the promo stuff getting bigger in the stories or in the just uh, like scrolling through like every I'd say for every
0: uh, five things I scroll past. Two of them are something I don't actually follow. It's either an ad or a suggestion
1: word and I hate it. That feels like Facebook trying to make some money. Yeah. I think
0: more people are leaving Facebook. uh, And so they're trying to make their money on that anyway off of their brand new brand spanking new 2022 album Running With The Hurricane it's the title track Running With The Hurricane
2: well, I can't
3: Another
0: good song, Nate.
1: Good song choices. Oh, I appreciate that. I think, (laughs) I feel like this is, um, I fucking love this particular song, this album. Like, I think it's one of my favorite Cam Cope songs for sure. But yeah.
2: Uh,
0: The the beginning of it before uh, the vocals come in reminds me a lot of a song by, by Martha called Ice Cream and Sunscreen, uh, which is very cool. Anytime I can think of the band Martha, uh, I love it. Go listen to the Martha episode, everybody. We did a Martha episode with Dante before he left me. Can't even get him to commit to the Boxcar Racer album.
1: Yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's enlisting other people to do his work for it. <laughs> Ridiculous
0: ridiculous oh i got a promotion at work already god <laughs> i'm just kidding dante i'm very very proud of you for getting promotion so quickly yeah I am what a too, guy yeah,
1: congratulations
0: right you write about those sports um i'm just off on a fucking chant i lost everything <laughs> talk about this song The song's good huh
1: so i wanted to say that like i pulled one i had one pull quote from an interview about this album with georgia and she says that um so it's a it's like there's a reason i think that the first two songs and the second two songs the last two songs like just they bring up topics that like are contentious and Mm -hmm. they're they are things that you they're important to talk about Mm -hmm. etc um but they can be a little bit from her perspective also she said she felt like she was like just yelling a lot and just angry. And so in this album, they there's a shift in mood to some degree. And you can see it in the song. I think even lyrically, like the song is like a talking about like, just fucking let the shit go. I'm gonna step yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Have a good time. Um, and she said it, when asked about the tone or the shift in tone, like she said, quote, I finally embraced Taylor Swift rather than some cool underground band. No one's heard. Of. <laughs> oh shit. Love the
0: shit. Out of oh. That. <laughs> oh my God. That rules so much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a good way to get, to get into a better mood. It really is. Much. It really, really
0: <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, the song is, is a lot more, uh, positive, a lot like talking about climbing out, like getting yourself out and feeling the air mm-hmm. and, and shit like that is very, very cool. It's more of how I, more of what I want to feel in the music that I listen to these days. Yeah. Um, I still love my sad songs all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I really like these first two songs. I, I really like all of these songs, I'll say. But lately, of the past couple of years or whatever, I tend to vibe more with the more positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really like that. I like the story of like uh, her being depressed and, and down and all that kind of stuff and finding her way out. I, I yeah. really
1: love that. Like this sentence, she has sentences in here. This, I don't know if it's a pre, I'm going to stop pretending like I know song structure, <laughs> but she says, and if this is the bottom, I can show you around. Right. She's down at the bottom of a beer, a bottle or two. Some, t- some typical reference yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would find for a person feeling down. Like there's no other way to go. There's nowhere to go. And then just, you know, right after uh the next verse, she's like, and if this is the bottom, I can show you what to do. Right. Let's, let's, uh, uh, the only way out is up. Oh, right. Like it's a much I more positive even, approach. not like, even catch that?
0: Like I was looking yeah. at the lyrics, and I I noticed that it was this is the bottom. I can show you what to do. Like I just took that as another way of saying I can show you around, but it's not. It's the opposite yeah. of
1: that. Yeah, oh, it's pretty cool, man. and it's sung well. Like at the the mood is it's expressed properly. Yeah. We, it's interesting. The first song you were talking in, I think I agree with it completely. Like that the the sound of the song doesn't fit the lyrical content or the intention of the 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 lyrics mm-hmm. and then in the second song it really does you're just like fucking this is a, de- a depressing yeah, ass yeah, song yeah. and and this one you find that the same thing <clears throat> like the the music does definitely plays to the mood really well uh i've got 32 seconds of my first <clears throat> i actually hit wait until the bass hit at 51 seconds i also want to say you said tell me about this song one thing I, one of the reasons i picked this song uh-huh. and i i hope that we got the, a similar timestamp, but this is—I think this might be the only Camp Cope song that at least comes to my mind when I was thinking about making a list that has um, dual vocals. And I was thinking to myself, Danny loves dual I vocals. Let's love- get some fucking dual vocals up in here. Um, oh shit! We'll get to it if I got it. That you—if you don't have it—and we can we can take a look at it, see if you agree that it's done well. Okay. Okay. But it's also a moment that's really interesting because like it's dual vocals together. I think it's sung really yeah. well, and they. For like one of the first times, probably <laughs> you'll find it, they just cut the bass. There's literally no bass Ooh. in the middle of the song. So it's pretty interesting. Oh,
0: wow.
3: okay, okay. Okay, it was just kind
2: of
0: that line at the end of the verse or pre-chorus, whatever it was and how it, it pops up there with the harmony behind it. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking nice. It gives me like, it gives me like country vibes a little bit Mm -hmm. or like country kind of vibes or whatever. But that line, uh, she talks me up. I bring myself down comparing the best parts of you with to the worst in myself uh, and the How The worst in myself Like jumps up An octave yeah. or whatever Really fucking good And the piano is a nice addition
1: Right I 100% yeah. think that's the case yeah. too Yeah The piano's dope The bass is there We were talking about that earlier Like where the bass is How the bass plays out in this album Yeah But it's definitely there Dancing around
3: If this is the bottom, I can show you
1: I dig, she's singing, first she, of all. Like, there's is. such a difference
0: in the way she's she's delivering her, her lyrics, uh, her vocals. And it's really nice. Like, I, I really enjoy both versions, or like almost all three versions, because we got like
1: mm-hmm. the
0: kind of like happy version, we got the sad version, and now this is like the I'm trying to sing version, and she's got a really, mm-hmm.
1: really nice voice, and the, the harmonies mm-hmm. that come through are great. And she kicks into that, that Lookout Boys I'm on yeah. fire. I fucking, fucking dig Springsteen. It. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> it's funny, like the piano in the song, like the reference that I made for me personally, this is a, a group that I like because of my mom, but um, it's Bob Seeger and the bullet, uh, the silver bullet Sure, band. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's also of that same, the same variety to some <laughs> degree, but.
0: And that took up another one of my timestamps, I think, which was. Oh, the lyric delivery on the um, There's No Other Way to Go mm-hmm. and how how she repeats that line and uh, the first time going up at the end of it is really, really fucking nice. And then, did we get to... Oh, no, we haven't got to that one yet. Okay, cool. I've got a lot of
1: timestamps on this one. <laughs> Word, bring it. What's your next one? Uh, 142. Cool. I have at the end of the, the end of that minute into the into like 156 sometimes around the minute change to, up into 235. So if you want to stop and then we'll okay. go back to that.
0: I, just, I love those lines. I love the vocalizing at the end. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cool. I can't pinpoint what it reminds me of, but I guess that doesn't really matter. It does have that kind of classic, oh, classic like I don't know Fleetwood Mac or sure or yeah. something, even like Bob Seger. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she'd be mad with the Bob Seger nod, but <laughs>
1: everybody yes, would. But yes. don't worry that. <laughs> uh, but I fucking love it. I love it. Also, that bass is flying around up there, too. Oh, yeah, right is. Too. So The whole checking. time. It's on my mind because we were thinking about this this album and how that shows up, but... Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to keep playing for a little bit.
2: If this is the bottom, I
3: can show you what to do.
0: Right, the only way out is up, Nate.
1: It's so fucking positive. I mean, she follows that up with I'm climbing out, I can feel it, yeah, here. yeah, I feel like what it's always been there. Oh, Fuck God. Out. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so great. There's so many really nice, uh, vocal choices throughout this, this entire song kind of this whole playlist, but really on this song. I'm really excited to kind of dig into this album and see what they've grown into as a band. They you can definitely see like the. Maturity start to come through.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. This one
0: is two fifty, but it's talking about the things that are happening right
1: now. Mine's two forty seven, and that's why I was hearing dual okay. vocals. But I wonder if it's both Georgia Mac. We'll find Let's out. See. You tell you said me. 247, right? 247. It's two forty seven, right? Two forty seven. It's got to be similar to yours. I'm
0: call that the dual vocals that I'm that uh, always piques my interest is it's some really good backing vocals
2: good backing vocals yes. there
0: very very good backing vocals uh I love those all those lines about climbing out feeling the air it's it's such a good like metaphor and visual that you can feel really really cool and I love the bass Again, the bass just kind of not not making sense, but also kind of making sense at the same time.
1: Yeah, it felt to me like they cut it there for 10 seconds or so. Yeah. Like it was just the drum and then the guitar sort of real subtle and then that bass pops back and you're like, all right, yeah, we're back. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it's almost, it almost feels louder. I don't know if it actually is, but mm-hmm. maybe everything else is just a little quieter still. But yeah, really good stuff. And then I have the end of the song at, at 324. Stretch my
3: legs and go home. Oh, I'm taking my place.
1: Um, Can you do that? That vocal trip that she had at the end. Let's hear it. Hold on, let me listen one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Damn, (laughs) shit! I didn't. It sounded like it sounded like it it sounded like it was off the record. (laughs) Call me Georgia.
0: No, I cannot. Oh, yeah. But I, that's I love it. The end of the song is really cool. I love the Runner with the hurricane thing. I don't know, man. It's good. It's a well put together song.
1: Well put together yeah. song, yeah. That references some seventies rock and roll. It does. Be it it does. Fleetwood Mac. Be it. I'm. Cu- Bruce Springsteen. I'm curious it- if Amanda would like this song. I don't think she would like
0: the other songs, but I, I'm curious. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Try it out. I'll, I'll report back.
1: Word. I'd love to hear that. I'll do it right now.
0: Listen to this song. Tell me what you think.
1: She's gonna be like, I heard you doing that bird call <laughs> at the end, and it was yours was better.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you ready to move on, sir?
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, totally.
0: Uh, up next, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Dante joke. It's a very okay. visual joke, so it's perfect for a podcast off of, uh, it's going to be the title track off of their album, How to Socialize and Make Friends. The song title is (laughs) How to Socialize and Make Friends.
1: It's like he's still here. <laughs> uh, Danny's, Danny's handwriting got a little sloppy after that. It was a little bit unclear as to what, what the title of the album was. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> the font I chose was very hard to read. <laughs> it's
1: got that uh, the, uh, the wing wingdings. Dings. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, first thing I want to say about this song. Uh, a little disclaimer to everyone out there. Riding your bike with no handlebars, not holding to <laughs> no no your handlebars, bars, yeah. that's dangerous. Don't do yeah. it. I get that you look cool, you feel cool doing it, but you know what's not cool? Being in the hospital,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: not being able to ride your bike anymore. Yeah, not cool.
1: Even if I'll say, even if oh. uh,
0: Georgia Mack is your nurse when you're in the hospital, it's still not cool.
1: At least she'll tell you you looked cool. Yeah, she she will. But I'll say a counter counter argument Um, because this is a debate uh, podcast, right? Um, Totally cool. Looks amazing. (laughs) Really vibing out on the bike.
0: If you're doing this, I don't know. Maybe you do. You're a bike riding individual. Are you one of these guys? Just like arms crossed. I'm so fucking badass right now. Or like. Arms down at your sides
1: or if I'm doing it, so, all right, so let's talk about this. I, I, I agree with everything Danny said. I think it's dangerous. As a matter of fact, I have fallen because of riding with no handlebars. I I call it riding with no hands. I don't know why the handlebars thing is a little bit trickier to me. Uh, The the phrase in my mind, she's riding a bike that just has no handlebars. (laughs) What is it? A unicycle? Like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Even worse, I have done it many times before, and I have fallen as a result of that. Actually, trying to trying to turn, um, and in the past, like I think for me, it was often sort of like um first of all, you talk about your neck and stretching and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like bike riding requires that you're down in a position that's pretty uncomfortable
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, at times. So like coming up is usually more of a of a fresh breath of fresh air, or like a, an ability to sort of like sure, get sure. yourself back sense. into a back position. I also. Um, In the past, have done another dangerous thing, which is listen to music while I ride a bike, and I like to air drum, (laughs) um, without hands um, or without handlebars and such. But um, I currently ride a bike where the the wheels are too small for me to do it, so I can't do it. I'm currently not doing it. So interesting. They're they're 26 inches. They're 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 not they're not they're they're, yeah they're a little bit small. A a bigger wheel like gets you put up into a position where you can do it really confidently and well. In my opinion, I think I used to have. I feel like my wheels previously Science. were 28 or 30 some odd inches i'm riding on 26ers okay. right now so okay i'm sure there are some dudes who go like this dude the cross-arm guys yeah, yeah, yeah. who could ride a bike with no hands no matter the size yeah. but for me it's a little bit um less secure feeling yeah. so i don't do it okay yeah i, I wouldn't
0: yeah. i would not do that if a, me riding my bike uh with no hands is just like my hands just let go and they just stay there just wait <laughs> you went
1: the thing you do when you're a kid yeah you're like no hands <laughs> she does say in the book though i'll say this like um i've been riding my bike with no handlebars through empty streets in the, which is fine okay great but in the dark Ooh, like what the fuck are you doing just no? adding to but the you, level of dangerous yeah maybe she has a light Danger. uh i would hope I so can imagine but definitely like not making us think that she does yeah. to me it sounds like you're doing it in the dark because you're getting pretty good and a helmet you know, too please oh 100% I'm a I also am a stickler on that yeah. y'all. don't talk to me if you're not wearing a helmet <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's hear this line I've got it at 25 seconds here yeah, because uh, though it is a line that could lead to serious injury the line delivery is very good
1: stuff yeah i mean i don't know maybe we should practice it a bit more maybe i can get my my bike to go
0: yeah maybe
1: i would i would need to
0: my bike needs some work yeah i've not ridden it in many years since i had. know it is
1: true oh well yeah i mean you don't want to hurt yourself if you got kids right it's like i feel like this might be the case like my parents flew i think one time they had to go somewhere for like a wedding or something Mm -hmm. when i was a kid Mm -hmm. i've i don't know man this shit's changed to some degree maybe like I, this can't be everyone's experience, but I flew for the first time when I was 17. Uh-huh. It was not, it was not, for some reason it wasn't a common thing. And, um, even that probably is young for some people. I recognize there's privilege in that, but yeah, um, my folks flew one time when I was a kid and they intentionally bought, um, different plane flights. Like, so they were, I think they were going to a Carolina north or south. Sure. I can't remember. Um, I stayed with my grandparents. I was probably eight or nine. Uh-huh. I remember them telling me that they each, like they went on different flights in the case the flight crashed. Whoa! Must lose both of them. Anyhow, that's not what you're saying. Thinking but like, the idea the of being a parent means that you think about shit yeah. differently. I think than if you are um, not a parent. But I can see that. Huh? That's. I mean, that's that's honestly uh, good thinking. Yeah, I mean, flight crashes are so rare. Like they should drive in different cars every time. Then. Sure, <laughs> sure. Sure. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Hmm. hmm. Let's get them on the pod and talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that line's really good. I, I it's presented really well. I'll say that. I don't really know what the song is about. I don't think I looked it up actually.
1: I don't know what the geniuses have to say either. I feel like this is um, this is a weird song. She's there are a couple of different angles I could take. It could be a breakup song. She does seem to be, a little bit uh, lamenting a relationship. Mm-hmm. But there's an element to this song. I think I have it here. Um, if you play one thirty, does that jump any uh, jump any of yours? I had
0: 153. fifty three. Let's or I'm sorry, 53, not 153. Maybe I'll leave the house tonight.
3: Maybe I'll even watch the bands. And maybe I'll cry. Maybe I'll tell everyone I cry while you sleep next to your wife for the rest of your life. Why
1: I'm riding in the dark. And there's that dangerous stuff again. Um, yeah, so it's adultery or some sort of relationship she's discussing. Yeah, them, uh,
0: but yeah, I, I, the maybe I'll leave the house tonight. Maybe I'll uh, even watch bands and maybe I'll cry. Like I, I really like those lines. Are very, very cool.
1: Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's about adultery type thing. I don't know. It feels a relationshipy. It feels like she's upset about somebody who isn't with her anymore, um, or that she left for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And that one of the ways she's doing it is just being, isolating herself, <laughs> fucking riding bikes at night, <laughs> yeah, ignoring calls, thinking about going to the show, kind of like you do regularly, yeah, yeah, buying yeah. tickets even, and then not going. And, not and if going. you do go, you don't watch the band; you just sort of stand up front and cry <laughs> and <Just> tell everyone to cry, tell everyone about it. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, word. I think that it's a breakup song, to to my knowledge. But the next, the, the timestamp I gave you complicates it and makes it sort of strange. Okay, but that might just be my own uh, my interpretation. My wife says to uh, the song
0: "Running with the Hurricane," uh, kind of boring. <laughs> just uh, to be expected. To be expected yes. the say, yeah, okay. in the end. What did you say?
1: One
3: thirty. Yeah, one thirty. Okay.
1: So again, Australia is a different country, different culture. Yes. But like that, he talks. I don't know what primary school is in Australia, but like I heard it from a friend that he talks to the primary school kids through the fence. Mm-hmm. Is a fucked up line, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I guess like I'm pretty cognizant of the fact that you don't just like go to the schoolyard mm-hmm. and talk to mm-hmm. kids. Like what the fuck? So that sucks. I hope the primary school means college in Australia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh, and I'm glad that she's not with this person anymore because that sucks. It's, I don't know why you would do that. Um, in our, in our culture, in our current contemporary culture, it doesn't seem appropriate. Seems odd. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get on people who are genuinely, you know, nice to and interested in young people, but this is stupid. You don't do that. Um, but the second line is interesting. Like so You should have seen his book collection, which I love. I love it. Uh, book collections as <laughs> as an opportunity to, to judge people is like my cup of tea. This is great <laughs> shit. You got to look at these books and then make a decision. But this is funny because it's all about how to socialize and how to make yeah, friends, yeah. right? Which is an insult in the in her in her saying. Uh-huh. And also sort of like when I think about it, it's like, yeah, that is a pretty funny book collection. <laughs> have. But it's the title of the album, which I always find like interesting where they pull the title of these albums. Mm-hmm. And if you were to read the title of the album... Without having heard this song, How to Socialize and Make Friends is like kind of a fun, like cat- like campy tutorial on just like, we're fun, we're cool, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about this. Like and then you get into it and it's like a creepy dude who talks to primary kids school primary school kids through the fence and has a book collection on how to socialize and make friends. It just changes the subject matter so much so greatly. It's like wow, that title is different than I thought.
0: Uh, um, and then it's interesting. And then leading to uh, yeah, I guess we all have our problems and areas to improve. Mm-hmm. Is, sure. is this dude's problem that he hangs out at primary schools and with children? Uh, yeah, and,
1: and and reads about reads books that are I don't know, dude. <laughs> I
0: I don't know. I'd say this guy needs to ride his bike with no handlebars. <laughs> Literally no
1: handlebars. <laughs> God, no handlebar bike <laughs> it's just a unicycle i mean it's, it's not a to, unicycle guy, though it's it's the because it's got two wheels the bicycle yeah that's bicycle means two. you <laughs> bike with no handlebars i don't know it just seems even if you're riding a unicycle in front of a primary school they're going to shun you. yeah yeah, yeah. And it you're takes the, the same effort to to as them, a so. unicycle probably because you got to balance mm. a little better that's really difficult yeah. He doesn't sound like the coolest person, no. even though it's true. We have areas where we need to improve. I like the um, I like the empathy, but fucking hell, <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and then the kind of the end of the song, two ten, is what a, my next thing here.
1: Yeah, mine's after that, but let's see your two ten, okay. see where you go.
0: love that whole verse. Yeah. Did I? Uh, I can see myself living without you. Uh, I can see myself mishearing that lyric if I hadn't have read them as I can't see myself living without you. Um, Oh shit. Really? Yeah. If I wasn't paying super close attention and being like, Oh, she's Australian. She probably doesn't know how to say can't. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I, I really, really like that. Uh, it's just me and my bike gives me vibes of, um, PB's big adventure
1: yeah yeah, that's good (laughs) it's just me
0: Um, without my bike
1: (laughs) i agree with you i like the shit i think that's funny i think um i I, i'm a person who's happily married and actually don't associate with the idea of 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 this but like i i have been in that space where it's just like oh shit i can do this without you i don't need this Mm -hmm. person and i really find that i find that empowering and i also think as i live as i live my life in like you know, hear of, hear from people I care about or hear from people I don't really know that well. Like, it seems like so many times it's that sense, that empowering sense of being able to say, I can do this alone, that we, that we in our, in our culture at least are not good at get obtaining. And I think that it's nice to hear it said again, she says things so clearly Mm -hmm, and just sort of like, mm -hmm. you can see somebody feeling that and hearing it and being like, okay, okay, I got this. And I think that's dope. I also like that at the end (laughs) I mean, I don't know. What, I would love to know what she thinks of this person, but we got the dude is hanging on the fence at the primary school, talking to the kids, and she's on her bike, and she's just like, "I'm gonna wave yeah, at you yeah. as I ride by." Bing, bing on my bell. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, hopefully, the wave includes a middle finger. Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. Know, whatever. Waving with the middle finger, um, sure. <laughs> but totally, like the the. Yeah, there's two, we don't talk enough about how acceptable and appropriate and wonderful it can be to just love yourself and live with yourself. It's fucking dope. And I think it's important to, it's important to highlight that when it comes around. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I feel like too many songs, especially too many songs that I grew up listening to uh, were all about, I can't live without you and how am I going to go on and all that kind of shit. But I don't know, maybe it's a little precursor to like running
1: with the hurricane. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, Great fucking see stuff. See the progression man. there. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, someday I'm gonna give you Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. And on that list, there will be another. There's a breakup song that she has okay. uh, that also includes riding a bicycle at night. And I don't fucking Whoa. maybe again like I I ride a bicycle and I love I love yeah. bikes, um, but not in the not in the this no, no, sitting no. up sort yeah. of sense. But um, yeah, it gets me. Just like the the visual gets me. Like at at night riding. When you're upset or to like relieve yourself and i'll say this in the context of like living in sacramento like we had a horrendously warm day yes, today it was 102 degrees and um it doesn't necessarily always cool down that well at mm-hmm. night but it can and like if you're riding your bike at nine o'clock in sacramento it's a fucking wonderful yeah. feeling dude you know yes. this like just like, i love it and so songs that talk about riding bicycles at night get you're me all about the it ch- the right chill i'm in the mood yeah even if it's a sad song or a song about a creeper yes is that all you got for this one? Yeah, I can't really describe. I love mm-hmm. the song, and there's something about this in comparison to that first album. Like, this has to me a bit more of a second wave emo smell sure. to it yeah. that yeah. just really kicks for me, and I I do dig it for that for that reason. I also like how they spell the word "socialize." Yeah,
0: uh, on um, my little pages thing here, it I spelled it that way, and it says it's wrong.
1: Yeah, which it is. It, it truly True. is. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, get right. get your you out of my favorite. <laughs> Closing out the podcast with our fifth
0: song though. <laughs> we have uh, speaking of creepers, this song is called <laughs> The Opener. I I do like that you just said it, it gives you kind of that second wave or maybe even a little third wave emo scent. (laughs) Uh, Scent, yes. I almost feel like this kind of song is a reaction to that genre or that scene of music where there's a lot of that misogyny that happened or continues to happen in that kind of stuff you know, telling telling the all female bands or just female artists in general, like how they think the the female band should act and where they should play and who they should play with mm-hmm. and all that kind of bullshit and like all the mansplainy kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's very cool. I think some of these lines are about the that dude will and he sounds like a real exhausting dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I fucking, I fucking love this song. The end of it is so fucking great. It's a song that like part of me wants to be there and scream along. But part of me also knows that like, maybe I should just step back for this one.
1: Yeah. I can't think it's, I don't know if it's this song or if it's actually the first song, the one that didn't click Mm -hmm. for you. Um, One of those two songs, I read that Mac will do a girls to the front. Yeah. Call. yeah, yeah. Like just like get your fucking, this shit one
0: back, is 100% girls to the front. Fuck all right. these shitty dudes. And I'm all about that. Like, yeah, I will go stand in the back or sit down or whatever and sing along back here.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Cause yeah, yeah, it's, it's really fucking great. I'll probably just play the whole like last minute of the song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am with you. I feel that this songs it's obviously possible it's pointed towards one person mm-hmm. at the same time. There's just so much fucking shit that's fully relatable yeah, yeah, to yeah. myself and people that I know. There's also, you, I like the idea of that, especially that third wave emo scene, but parts of the second and in most underground male dominated yeah. punks and, and rock scenes, like the idea of like a sort of misogynist who thinks they're uh, actually like a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is like a con- like a, a thing that I know I've grappled with and will forever grapple Absolutely. with but that idea of like presenting as or thinking that one presents as or is capable of standing up as an ally or a yeah. feminist, but failing fucking miserably. And I think that comes up to some degree in, in this space here, too. But she also has this fucking cool shit where it took me a while to understand what the hell was going on <laughs> in this back and forth, but... There's a lyric section or a, a verse, a chorus or whatever, where she sings, if I was hungry, then you yeah. were starving and he was so sick, but you were yeah. dying. And if I was hungry, then you were starving. Now tell the dead man that you're the one dying. And it's like this, this idea of like, what do you call it? Like one upsmanship. That is such a dude vibe that.
0: Uh, yeah. Total like one upsmanship kind of always. Uh, th- uh, this is something that Dante has brought up where like he would be sitting when he was coaching volleyball Uh, He would be sitting on the bus or whatever and like hearing the conversation back and forth. The conversation would just be like, I'm going to talk about me. And then this person next to them is just waiting for their opportunity to talk about themselves. And like constantly like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, blah, 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 blah. And like constantly one-upping. But this is like worse because it's like, yeah, well, I have it worse. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. Uh, they, there's a thing, there's there's a term for that exists. and I can't remember what it is, but... Yeah, it's a thing. It's a common. You see it in so many spaces. It was, it's a part of, like, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, all this fucking self-centering, one-upsmanship shit. Yeah, it's interesting. And well sung about here. I do yes, dig. Yes,
0: absolutely. I do dig the approach. Because you know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and you can, like, think of the people uh, who you know in your life that, that are like that. Uh, okay, let's do... I think it's that verse that I have. 58 seconds is okay. what I've got. I think it's that verse, too. So let's do that. Everyone can hear it. If I was hungry, then you were Great, I, I love getting loud as fuck at the end there, mm-hmm. and I really like the next lines too in the
1: second verse. It's, I also have it on my next timestamp. But you're right about that getting loud because it it goes up. It's really loud. It's a yell, yeah. and then the it's just done. Yeah, like it doesn't continue. Yeah, it's like it's pretty dope. Um Let's do verse real, real
3: exclamation two. point. Yes,
0: exclamation point. Yeah.
3: Treat them like queens until they disagree. And never reflect and think why like, maybe the problem was me. Now, nah, a man just keeps smoking weed. Tell this one, yeah, they're all crazy, like you, baby.
0: So, thanks to genius.com. <laughs> <laughs> word. um, apparently, the line treat them like queens until they disagree is a nod. To uh, a Will Wagner song where he says, treat women like queens even after they leave. Um, and so that's kind of a, a dig at him for being shitty. But yeah, it's, it's fucking great. And uh, never, like, dudes never reflecting on, oh, wait, maybe I was the problem here. Um, I, I think back on so much of my younger days. And realize how much of a problem I was at times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It sucks. It sucks. But you just got to, I don't smoke weed. So. Yeah. Know. There's that. You don't
1: have to do that. I feel like Casey Musgraves gives that that option in one of her songs where she's like, or oh, just roll. What does she say? Like, you know her. Mm-hmm follow your arrow song where she's like yeah smoke some weed or don't yeah (laughs) i did (laughs) it's fucking funny anyways yeah yeah 100 yeah uh anyway
0: back uh back to the statement uh dudes are shitty
1: yeah i didn't realize that so it's so funny danny texted me he's like so we can talk about this dude will wagner and i was like who the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) like i had no idea yeah I paid such close attention to the uh, personal lives of uh, of the members of camp. Gold <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know, dude, but that's interesting that it's like, such a direct reference, like yeah, yeah. Um, inside the lyrics. That's fucking, yeah, I love it. it. I love it. That
0: kind of stuff came up when, uh, on the pavement episode, uh, cause some of the songs that lush gave me were like, had these references, like band names, there's smashing pumpkins mm-hmm. in one of them. <laughs> yeah. And then a whole song about REM, which I thought was really fucking cool. But I love that shit. Like, just call it like it is. And this, I mean, this isn't necessarily direct. Like, he's, she's not saying, like, the dude from Smith Street Band, like, anything like that. But if you know, you know. It's actually far less direct than
1: Pavement. Uh, I didn't get to that song yet on that episode. But that's funny, because if I'm not mistaken, like, Billy Corgan, I think, responded to that song. I feel like pavement like toured with them, or they toured with Stuntable Pilots, and then then Wyland responded to that song. Yeah, they've.
0: Uh, from what I read, it was like both bands kind of denied the like rumors of about like Smashing Pumpkins wanting Pavement to get kicked off of Lollapalooza and stuff. But um, I didn't see anything about a direct response, like in another song or anything like that.
1: Oh no! I guess not like a diss track. Although that would have been dope. Yep. Billy Corgan write a diss track. If we know you're listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they have talked about it. Yes. Word. Yeah. But I I don't think that uh, either of bands like took it personally or anything like that. Because it's not it's not like a dig like fuck you or anything like that. I don't know.
1: Uh, Billy Corgan, though, cannot be talked about unless he's approved of it. It's true. Um, it's in true. Yeah. So anything is a dig if it doesn't have a signature on it. Uh, Billy, I love you. Yes. I know you're listening, but come on the pod. <laughs> let's really not bring let bring Billy Corgan into this camp. Cope. Episode, <laughs> uh,
0: what do you got next? I don't have anything till two ten, which is like the end.
1: I gotta run back. Um, oh yeah. So oh wait. Yeah, two ten is what I have that oh we were just lucky and you work so hard again with that sort of uh that's not that's not the 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 one upsman as much as like this you like this very privileged i would assume like white cis dude that she's talking about mm. this dude will will wagner yeah. or many troves oceans of men like yes. him like um always ha- seem to have that story of like like even me when I was like, dude, I worked at Arby's roast beef. Like I can play that as a story of like I worked at Arby's fucking roast beef. <laughs> like obviously, obviously my life has not been as easy as you're assuming, but I wouldn't do that. But I know that like, that shit happens yeah, 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 yeah. frequently. It's like you could see Mac saying like, um, or hearing that like you know like maybe in response to a comment or just off the cuff that this dude is like, yeah, but I worked really fucking hard and you were just lucky or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. It seems. Anyways, I we can play it before I start. Let's play it saying the lyrics. That's all. My entire commentary is just saying the lyrics.
0: <laughs> they're, they're that good. You
3: worked so hard, but we were just lucky.
0: and uh, it's again like the first song the song is very angry and it's but it's so like bouncy like the bass is like boo 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 boo. Mm -hmm. it's so cool so cool yeah you kind of i mean you kind of said it all there is to say about that verse shitty dudes being shitty talking about riding coattails
1: i didn't like In what circumstances, like someone, you tell me yet again, right? Just how many, how there just aren't that many girls in the music scene related to like you're successful because of me. Like what, what was that conversation? Like what the fuck was this dude talking about? Yeah, it's like it's it's obvious that your uh, success is because of my coattails. Yes, yes. Because of me, and the justification for that is that there aren't that many girls in the music scene are saying like. That it has nothing to do with her or her music personally. It's just that they're you are unique unless you're successful. Like what how do you not say that and then eat yourself? Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. eat your words immediately. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I said a fucked up shit thing. <laughs> it's wild. Wild, bro. You wanna listen to the the whole last verse? Yeah, there's a, it's actually kind of funny, like um I have a timestamp at the part where she shouts to the bass player and says, Show 'em, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> I think that's a standalone timestamp because it's just <laughs> fucking cool. It's so rare. But we can play through it too. Yeah. I, w- I kind of wish like you're, here you, you do don't, don't talk about the song you, you wished to, to you had in front of you instead of the one you have in front of you. But there's something about like, we've been talking about Kelly. I think her name is Kelly Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, although she obviously, or maybe goes by Kelly. Um, uh, the bass throughout this entire thing and then to have the vocalist Georgia yeah. scream show him Kelly in a song without not followed by a rage I, and I know and I bass. was expecting so was a little bit level letdown a fucking <laughs>
0: shredder but she's yeah. I mean Kelly's just kind of shredding the whole time
1: so. the whole damn time so it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. good call um, alright let's fucking do it it's a Fucking burn yeah. right at the end there. I love it. Totally. Also, the like, look how far we've come not listening. to Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super true. Um, oh, so great. Totally. A whole male tour preaching equality. There's here nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three email yes, scene. Yes, yes,
0: one hundred percent.
1: Uh, It's also interesting, so she finishes it off with, yeah, just get a female opener, that'll fill the quota. Can we listen to that sentence again? Because the way that we're pronouncing the name of this song is obviously inaccurate, because the Australian approach to the word opener is very, very different.
0: Um, Let's see, where am I going
1: here? It's like the last, I guess, like, couple... Here we go. Yeah, just get a female opener, that'll fill the (laughs) quota. So it's like, opener. Opener. There
0: we go. Oh, I haven't done my amazing Australian accent this whole time. Okay, that's good. That's good.
1: Let's uh leave it at the end of the podcast so people who have listened Mm. for three hours can hear it. But um, (laughs) it's a thing. So like this fucking sick. Like the the whole thing. Like yes, show them, Kelly. Fuck yeah, this is great. Um, I like that the the flip the flip at the end with opener like the song isn't opener because it's the opening song on a track yeah, it's yeah, the opener yeah. because it's this relegation to sort of quota filling mm. being representation you can be an opener yeah. all the shit so it just like flips towards the end real th- not real like like line that just kind of is a takedown it's there at the end but it also defines the title yeah. and shit for me at least it's, it's nice
0: absolutely this song is really fucking great I think. Running with the Hurricane might be my my top.
1: Yeah. It might be their top. Like, I think it's, I don't know. I'm not good at picking the best song. We saw this when we did Take Mech Sunday, but (laughs) I feel like it's one of, it's one of, if not their best song at this point.
0: I really enjoyed this playlist very, very much. I definitely want to listen to their new album uh, and revisit the old ones or maybe visit for the first time. My memory is not that great. Uh, I will give them a Camp Cope you have earned, which I'm sure you've been waiting for since you started this band, a, a four four 4.3 seconds of my summer.
1: 4.3 seconds of your summer? Yes. Oh, I was going to give them... Uh, I get to rake them oh, too. sure. Right? Like, yeah, why <laughs> not? I Just a couple cuddles with spatula and Adidas. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about here. Uh, I'm going to try really hard f- going forward to identify or confirm cat ownership okay. of every okay. musician yeah. I listen to.
0: I will find a good little sound bite to put in there. Uh, maybe we can get some pictures and get like a, purr meter, uh, a per meter on how cute the cat is yeah. or cats are. Um, I like this idea and I think we need to make it happen. Uh, Nate will be back eventually to talk about a band called Bridge and Tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got another super special episode with Nate and Cody coming up again. And I think we, we might do that more often. Talk about country stuff. With
1: yeah, my, I would love I would With love my Yeehaw
0: Country Boys. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Nate, say bye to everyone. Oh, bye. Oh, bye.
1: Better posture. I don't. I don't know, dude. Like, your your pal Dante apparently knows some shit about stretching, so maybe we <laughs> should ask him. That. It's um. Oh god, I will get crass. Like, what? When I was in when I was in college, stretching meant um, it meant fucking jerking it off. But yeah, um, to, like it's like, <laughs> are are you stretching it?